Today on Gamerhead Radio. <laughs> Gamerhead Radio starts now. Gentlemen of Gamerhead Radio, I am, of course, Viking Jesus Mike Name. It's the only human on the planet to have a restraining order against a fictional character. I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not, you mean that the other way around? Doesn't she have a restraining order against you? I'm not supposed to talk about, (laughs) about, about lightning. She, it's part of the, it's part of the thing. So let's move on. Um, and of course, over here, sitting by the nice breezy window, is Goat. Yep, yep. Head free from smashing. And over here, finally sporting his fancy new glasses. I can see! Is the Technotronic Horn himself, Mr. Charlie Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. Hello. Who can finally see? Or because I watched Frozen last night. Ooh-hoo. Oh, God. <laughs> look, look, I'm a Disney freak, but just, 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 just... I don't want to get sued by Disney, too. We already got sued by AMC. <laughs> which we won because reasons. Um, and Sex- of course... Sexual favors. To, sh- <laughs> um... We've got a special guest host for you this week. Uh, we know him as John Santiago, but you guys might know him as Fallon Flynn, guitarist for V is for Villains. Um, and I already said his name, but I'll say it again. It is Mr. John Santiago. We're V is for Villains! Come on! Hello, how are you guys doing out there? Ooh, got a radio voice there. I do try. <laughs> um... Thank you for being here, John, from uh, taking time out of your busy schedule from whatever it is that you do as a villain or something. Um, mostly playing video games in my underwear, but thank you for having me. Gentlemen. Oh, man, where do I sign up? <laughs> Never mind. Um, pretty so, sure you're already a member in that club. Sh- <laughs> pretty sure we're president? all members in that club. <laughs> and, we get to, and we get together every Saturday. I mean, you're there every Saturday in your underwear. You guys are there too? I mean, I thought I had the door closed. I I feel that we need the line, he's not only a member, he's also the president here. (laughs) Well, you know. Anyway. um, So Tokyo Game Show is over, sadly, which means that my favorite news time of the year is over. But Eurogamer Expo is coming up. That's a thing? That's a thing. I don't think it's very big for news, but it's a thing nonetheless. So, hey, Eurogamer Expo. It sounds like something Bruno would attend. (laughs) Sure, why not? Um, Also, in terms of game releases, uh, the two big releases this week will be FIFA 15 and Disney Infinity 2.0 Marvel Super Heroes. These games, very different. No, I'm not even going (laughs) to get into it. It's far too easy. Um... Are you still picking it up? I remember there was a point in time where you were contemplating. I actually, the, the, I, I want everyone listening right now to be sitting down. Go ahead. I'll wait. Just Okay, you're sitting down? Okay, good. I canceled my pre-order for Disney Infinity 2. What? Gasp. <laughs> I, like, I like how John, who barely even knows me, is gasping. Um, so, um... I realized that I really wasn't excited at all for the Marvel aspect of the game, which obviously takes 
precedent here. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that, I started seeing more things where, the, like, the, the figures themselves, they're not as well done as the first series. Really? Like, the, like, that was one of the things that drew me to the first series was the fact that, you know, they were, sure, they were 13 bucks a piece, which is a little pricey for a figurine that you just use for a video game. But they were very well done, and they were very, like, expertly painted and, like, well sculpted, and, like, they didn't feel like Happy Meal toys. For 13 bucks, I would hope they didn't, but right. they, they, they were very well done. These ones, though, I've gotten to see them firsthand now, and, like, the paint is all uneven, and it's a little splotchy, and, the, like, I swear on, um, what's his name? Who's the guy that Batista played? Uh, Drax. Mm. I, I swear his nose was in the wrong place. I mean, it's <laughs> and all... And, Every single one I saw, the eyes were crooked, except for Nick Fury, because he's only got one eye. Um, <laughs> that makes it easy. I've heard more people kind of complain about, definitely more about the paint than the than the molds and the sculpts the mold, themselves. The molds you know are mostly I mean? fine, but all the paint jobs just seem so shoddy. So I, I'm cheap. like, I'm like, you know what? I'm uh, no. And not only that, reviews are starting to come out, and they're everyone saying the game took a step backwards too. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not even going to look into it. Well, so you can just say they Disneyfied it. <laughs> yes. The first one worked. We had to put effort into it. Now we see our name, and you'll just yeah, buy any piece of crap. All their straight to DVD movies, where yeah. it's just like, oh, great, <laughs> this is gonna be, this is gonna be the greatest thing ever. This is horse shit. Why did I buy this? This Why? is The Little Mermaid three. <laughs> Not even two. Three. I was gonna say, I was two wasn't great either. <laughs> Why did no. I buy Aladdin five? <laughs> Wait, there was a five? Yeah, that it was. was uh, Jafar buys a boat. <laughs> Good in lord! Wow, that must have been a short movie. <laughs> It was a bit dry. Hey, oh, <laughs> shut um, um, huh. Anyway, uh, so John, you told me off air that you listened to the show a couple times before you came here. Did your homework? Congrats. Um, Thank you. Uh, so you know that we usually go around the room and say what we've been playing. Um, we usually limit to, to the past week, but you haven't been here before, so we'll broaden that a little bit if you haven't had any time. So, sure. what have you been playing recently? Um, you know, like pretty much everybody else in the gaming universe, Destiny. Um, a little bit of Destiny. Uh, I'm catching up on a lot of stuff. Um, Outlast. Um, God, what else have I been playing? Going back, playing Titanfall. Believe it or not. Really? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit, though. Interesting. Yeah. I have to. I wanted to see how it played after playing Destiny. I don't know why. I, I felt that a lot need of people. To well, a lot of people have been comparing put those Destiny two, and Titanfall you know, next to one another. But uh, that. Uh, I I just finished Saints Row Four. Even though I'm like a year wow. late on that. Yeah, I'm I'm behind wow, on a lot of stuff, man. When you said you were catching up, yeah, I'm, I really being in a band and starting a family, and it's really it's very time consuming. Oh, so yeah, I play when I can. I play often. I just don't get to play as much as you'd like. I just bounce around a lot. I play like I was telling you guys before the show started. I'll play two or three games. I'll get an hour or two hours into each of them, then I'll start something else. I buy things faster than I can play them, so I have a tendency to start everything, and it takes me forever to finish anything because I'm partaking in a little bit of everything. Do you so. PC game at all? Yes, I do. I and so, are, do you fall victim to Steam sales? Disgusting, <laughs> disgusting uh, uh, thief. Steam, yeah. My, my wallet is tragic. I, I, I want to rewind just a little bit. What do you think about Destiny? Because we've been talking about that in the past few shows, mm. and it seems to be really divisive among the gaming community. It is. I think it's going to be remembered as one of those titles that uh, it's. It's. I think it's going to stay split down the middle. I don't think anybody's going to. The majority of people, I don't think, are going to end up going. Oh, this is the greatest game. This is the best game of 2014. I. Uh, I've had certainly my, my most, couple weeks of hyped. Game yeah, of yeah, definitely yeah. really hyped. But the thing is, is that I. The things that I love about it, I love. I mean, obviously, they built a really solid engine, plays really well, looks great, controls are fantastic, but it, um, the things that it does wrong are 
they bother the hell out of me. You know, it's yeah. it's as a failure as a storytelling medium. Uh, they mm-hmm. failed on that front. You know, as far as I'm concerned, and uh, having to uh, you know go to the website to to read grimoire cards is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. even Mass Effect puts oh, the, the tertiary stuff in the the background. You know, oh, man, that you can nuts. read it through the menus. So I like it. I, I find myself still playing it despite having a lot of grievances with it. I don't fucking get it, man. Guys on Twitter that I follow and stuff like that, a lot of them have said, I commend Bungie for making the first game that I hate to play but will do it anyway. It plays well. <laughs> That's the thing. It, it controls well, it plays well. It, but there's something about it that something's wrong with it. I don't know what it Interesting. is. Um, you almost feel like they should have gone the Titanfall route of just saying, like, screw single player, we're just going to make this an awesome multiplayer game. Well, here's game. the problem I have with both of those games, and I think why I went back to playing Titanfall mm-hmm. after after messing around with Destiny is here are these AAA studios that have tons of respect, you know, and I know for Respawn it was a little different because they were putting out their first title and, and they it was were, that they whole were going, Call of Duty split. They, yeah. yeah, they were going more on the pedigree of their yeah, creators. Yeah, exactly, you know. I, the big problem I have with them is... Four and five years in development, respectively, between the two games, mm-hmm. and one of them with a $500 million budget. What the fuck did you do with $500 million? <laughs> now, I'm, I'm not saying the game doesn't look expensive. What I'm saying is both of these games share something really strange in common, and I think that is they built these beautiful games with really good engines that play well, that look well, all the mechanics are right, the controls are dead on, but they... It's like they they built these games on a little island and then built a moat around it. There's there's no story. There's no there's no content. What did yeah. you develop for five they years? Just, you just, built core mechanics you, yeah. and nothing around it. Would you say it's just like a really big tech demo? That's what it feels like. It feels like a oh, man, a really everyone, solid no beta. No one wants me to play Destiny. I swear. <laughs> you know what? I recommend you try it because you, not, it's not going bizarre. To. <laughs> it's just the strangest I'll play thing. It, don't get me wrong. I'll play it eventually. But like launch week came a couple weeks ago, and I was just like, eh, maybe I'll play it. I and think time's going to tell on Destiny. And then, I, and then I started to hear things from people. And I'm like, you know what? I'll wait till it hits the bargain bin. I'm tired <laughs> of of full price titles hitting the shelf at fifty nine ninety nine and feeling like I got a thirty dollar game. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all this great yep. stuff, but you know that they're 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 reaming you on DLC. They're going to charge you for everything else down the pipeline. Destiny and Titanfall both feel like games that are only about sixty percent complete. You yeah. you get the feeling with Destiny that Bungie has this huge. There's there's a scope to what they planned that we don't get our hands on for a while because the you know the expansions haven't come out for it yet. Right. There's a, there's a lot of possibility there, but it's very barren. Like any other MMO, it's just there's nothing in there, man. Interesting. You know? Well, cool. Well, uh, thank you for your insight on Destiny. Sure. Um, this show is going great already. I don't know what I was expecting, but it's this is better than I expected. knew it was going to be fantastic. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I knew it would be fantastic, <laughs> but I, I just expected him to be laughing I knew it was going to be great when I got here time. and nobody had pants on. Shh. <laughs> we don't let the listeners in on our secrets. It's what you don't see. You gotta get your kids. <laughs> Uh, Go. What have you been playing this week? Uh, let's see. After after that beautiful review, I forgot. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, uh, theater rhythm. Uh, curtain call. Uh, hey, hang on. Theater theater rhythm. Final Fantasy. Curtain call. All the subtitles. Uh, theater rhythm two. <laughs> uh, loving it, but also hating it because it's obviously. Well, it's obviously the same thing, right? 
the rhythm. How far can we take this? Right. You know, I like the additions. I do not like the additions of songs as you unlock them, because that's a kick in the dick. Uh, yeah. There's 210 fucking tracks. Uh, there's 221. Okay, 221. <laughs> Another kick in the dick. And I'm like, look, at I'm like, that's like forever. It's okay. You're I'm getting, sorry, you're complaining that there's too much content? No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> I like it, but it's like, you can't just like blast through it. Like the last one, you could just like sit down and blast through it. This one, you gotta take breaks because you're like, okay, I'm getting stylus hand. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting stylus <laughs> hand. Imagine, imagine if you were playing a Guitar Hero game that had 220 songs on it and you wanted to make sure you got to every song. Yes. And, um, and then you wanted to make sure you got the high score on every song. And then you had to go through three levels of that. I would think that's the best 60 bucks I've ever spent, personally. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's 40, so it's on the 3DS. <laughs> yes. oh, even better. Oh, wow. But then you also have to put in the fact that you have to charge your 3DS like four times a day. <laughs> this is, Charlie, okay. this, is the, this is the epitome of first world gamer problems. Yeah. Yeah. I have too much stuff to do and not enough time to do it. Not enough battery, yeah. yeah. I don't know how many times I'm like, all right, we're plugging along. I'm like, all right, I'm, I go in order, and I'm yeah. already into Final Fantasy V. Which is like a shit ton of songs. I, I've literally charged three times already. I'm like, okay, this is going to take a minute. Keep in mind, folks, the 3DS gets a solid, what is it, seven hours when you're yeah. not putting it on 3D? And I know you're yeah. not putting it on 3D because, you know, eyes. Yeah, um. and puking. Yes. <laughs> and puking. So. So, but it, it, there's a silver lining to this. Cloud? I think, yeah, it's a cloud, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you want it to be, there's a silver lining to this small shepherd pony. Uh <laughs> Uh, while I'm charging, um, Valiant Hearts was on sale this week for seven and a half bucks. Yeah, I still need to pick that up. I'm like, okie dokie. Well, I liked it. It looked good. Never got to the demo. Fuck it. It's seven and a half bucks. Uh, right now, mm-hmm. I demand both of you play it. Flat out. Really? Flat out. Um, this game is going, is right now, is the number one contender for my game of the year. Really? You, Ooh, that's VJ, bold. of all people, I, 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 I'm, I'm actually quite embarrassed that you have not played this. It uh, is, I was planning on it. it no, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> it is a artsy, story deep, super deep, story driven platformer puzzler. Oh my god. It's how, everything. How is, this not, <laughs> how is this not in my veins? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you should get it. As I, I, I played it, I'm like, why has he not played this? This should have been <laughs> like... shit. It's on sale till tomorrow. I'll yeah. pick it up as soon as I get home. Hands down, the best story wow. um, in a long time. We, and obviously the listeners know how it not feels I am. This one actually touched on the feels for me. Really? Yeah. That, that, that was so, my biggest takeaway from your comments. So, the yeah. fact that it made Goat feel something. So, the, so what you're saying is that when I play it, I'm um, going to be sobbing in a corner and ask people for hugs all day. You might want to order the six-pack of tissues. Gotcha. Um, I'll, I'll but, do the thing. Yeah. I mean, it's just phenomenal. It's like, you guys tell me, like, the Mass Effect and all that stuff. Well, I'm returning the favor. I demand well, you play this well, game. at least you, the game you're demanding us to play is cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... In uh, price, not in quality. Yeah. Maybe um, in quality. I, okay. I finished it in a day. Yeah? Yeah. Like, And I mean, I, I couldn't put it down. Like, really? Literally. I put Theorhythm on hold. I was like, oh, it's charging. I'll get to this. And then I was like... So you just blasted through... Yeah, violence. and I looked at my 3DS and I'm like, you can wait. Because I, rem- I remember when the trailer aired during mm. uh, Ubisoft's conference at E3, and I remember just thinking, like, there was, like, one moment where it's just like, oh, this game is going to wreck me, I can tell. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's um, amazing. Like, Just in case anybody's memory is foggy, this is the side-scrolling one with the dog that everybody was talking mm-hmm. about. It's like a World War One platformer or something. Two. Yeah. Uh, Two? It's between 
1914 and 1917 uh, in France, the game actually ends with America entering World War II. It's a Ubisoft arts title, right? Is yes. It? yes. Yeah. yeah, so the same engine that they did Rayman yeah, yeah, Legends yeah, yeah. and Rayman Origins. Mm-hmm. I almost picked it up today, this morning. Yeah, do it. Right. Well, done there you done, go. man. <laughs> Congrats, Ubisoft. You've got three more sales <laughs> thanks to this man over here. He's, uh, he's available for... Uh, well, grand openings and bar mitzvahs. For the record, one of them just happened. <laughs> oh, Thank wow, you, man. Xbox Smart Class app. On the air, even. Yeah. Oh, I'm not near my Xbox. Live purchasing. Yeah. Live purchasing. <laughs> I've got mine right here. Don't tempt me, man. It, it says something, because I mean, our listeners know how not attached I am to a lot of stuff. For me to say, just go out and yeah, get that's it. That's kind of a, that's kind of a big yeah. thing. I mean, so. this is like Bioshock Infinite. Like... Mm. Wow. Awesome. Oh, shit. That's that's what I left out. I, I played Burial at Sea. <laughs> no, no, no. We can't go back. I it. We can't go back. You, I'm you, not going to talk about it, but I just finished Burial at Sea, both parts. Okay. Late to that party, too. But... <laughs> Way to go. Did you like it? Oh, it was fantastic. Stellar. Cool. I agree. Cool. Um, so that's go, all that needs to be said on that. <laughs> so go, and John, apparently. <laughs> um, anything else? No, that's, that's all I got done, and I'm okay with it. Cool. Charlie? Nothing. <laughs> I'm somehow not surprised. I've had, I've had another one of those weeks where it's just like Monday night, just like I had stuff going wrong at work and I got kept here. And then I, I, I do editing Monday, so my Mondays are almost always shot. Tuesday, I I was doing my 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 home job and it was like oh, I'm going to do this thing that'll take five minutes. Oh, that that's not supposed to happen. Suddenly it's five a.m. and yeah, I got, oh, I have to go to work and. Two hours. Yeah, so that that, that that sucked a whole lot. Wednesday, I had another problem at work that kept me there, and so like this week has just been like total wash, wow. just killing me. So so yeah, so yeah, yeah. Not, not I, I've I've really been more caring about sleep this week than video games. So, I don't blame you yeah. in the least. Um, I did have the most epic um, Disney tent, uh, t- tent, oh, uh, couch tent, blanket tent movie marathon Go yesterday. Ahead and that was rub it in again. Yeah, because it was fantastic, and oh. uh, and it was it was it was awesome. So, um, well, me and my wife with the thing yesterday, we just came up with this out of the blue, completely her idea. Um, so we built a um, blanket couch for a tent. And we had a Disney movie marathon, and and so we watched four different movies, and each one we paired with a different snack and beer that went with the movie. Can I live with you guys here? <laughs> we do have a guest room. Oh, shit. Wow. It's a good no, thing. No, no. I'm just going to have to... I was already the one. As soon as he posts this on Facebook, I'm like, what the hell? I want in on this. He's just like, let me, uh, let me explain to my very pregnant friend. girlfriend at home that I'm just not coming back. I'm going to stay here and watch Disney movies with Charlie and his wife. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, dear, I understand you're extremely pregnant. But blanket for it. <laughs> Megan, I'm gonna. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna take our son, and we're just gonna go watch Disney cartoons all day. Right? Because blanket for it. Because, because blanket, blanket for it. And beer. And yeah. Beer. yeah. <laughs> and beer. Well, not for little Flynn. Not for, not no, for, not no, for, no, for. No, no, of course not. That'd no, be crazy. No, no. Yeah. Would be. <laughs> well, more so, Mike would be mad that he's stealing his beer. But I, I can say that I, I will be going back to um, we, uh, Michelle and I need to finish Puppeteer. We, we're still like just on that last act, which is like like probably like forty five minutes of gameplay. We just right. haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to get back into uh, at some point. I think I'm going to. Well, I know I'm going to, but I think uh, at near the top of my list, just because it was the last thing I left in progress before like my move and all the the chaos of mm-hmm. the last like couple months. Uh, get back to South Park because I never finished that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, the which is like one of the biggest you. games I was looking forward to this year, and I just completely just like my life was like, <laughs> ha, screw you. Yeah. I finished it before you did. Yeah. <laughs> I still and, have to finish it. It's on my really? pile of shame. I need I to get to your it. Game. I finished it before you. Well, yeah, because I got stuck in the baby. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. I just haven't got back to the baby. The, the, the zombie Nazi, zombie demon 
baby thing. Anyway. And then uh, Child of Lights is, and then uh, apparently Valiant Hearts, which I just purchased. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need to get that, too. Cool. Anything else? That's it? Yeah. That's it. yeah. Okay. I'm boring this week. You're not boring to me, Charlie. Aww. <laughs> because you wanted it on the blanket for it. It's not happening. Oh. <laughs> Fine, I'll make my own blanket for it, and I'll, I'll, I'll cuddle with the cats, and, and I'll drink root beer. And... That actually sounds fantastic, so go ahead. <laughs> oh, yes. No, not, not now. God damn it. And he's gone. Ah, oh, crap. Every, this is like the third week in a row now. Yeah, like the guy can't say it in. Okay, I realized that um, my cats are asleep, so I'm going, to, I'm going to stay here. Well, they're cats. Of course they're asleep. Shh. <laughs> oh, that's better than what I thought. I thought it was just too much pussy to handle. Anyway! Buzzing! <laughs> um, so I've been playing the hell out of the Smash Brothers demo, surprising absolutely no one. Nope. Um, Have you broken your oh, yeah, 3DS yeah. yet? I, I toyed around with that, too, to, yeah, you, 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 to you follow were, John's you were, lead on the late <laughs> intro. You weren't, you weren't a fan of playing it on the small 3D. Yes, no, 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 I wasn't I a fan of the analog. If they could give me the D-pad, it was just like all mushy. Well, you'll be able to you'll be able yeah. to switch that in the full game. Yeah. I was I, I yelled at my 3DS. I was like, all oh, right, we'll just switch the options to no options. Fuck it. What? No, I, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, playing the hell out of that demo. Um, gr still grinding away at Tales of Zillia. Uh, oddly enough, this is this is a strange thing. So I I um I had a friend over uh, last week. And she's the kind of person that, like most people my age, where she stays awake till like 4 a.m. and then sleeps until like 2 p.m. It's like, okay, whatever. And so while she was here, um, I, I I wake up at 8 at the latest every day, 8 a.m. So I wake up and I'm like, well, okay, well, be rude of me to leave. I can't go to work because I requested these days off because she's here. And I could have apparently gone to work. And so I'm like... Well, I'll just play a video game. So I got more done on Tales of Zillia while I had guests in the house. <laughs> waiting for your guests. Waiting for my guests to wake up. Then Normal. while I was in the home alone, which is weird, but fucking whatever. Um, so I was still grinding away Tales of Zillia. Uh, also playing Theater Rhythm, uh, Final Fantasy, Curtain Call, all the subtitles, extravaganza. Um, but uh, I only just started playing it yesterday. Mm. Um, so I, I'm only like, wow. I think I just got past like the tutorial part. That is but, shocking. Uh, I've I've had a really busy week because one of the guys at work has um, it was his turn to go to San Diego for a week. Um, so I've been picking up the slack. So I haven't had a lot of time to game this week either. I almost didn't get it. I played. I didn't play anything for three solid days. Damn, so, that explains the pale complexion <laughs> and the twitching. What are you talking about? I don't know why I'm fake twitching. It's not like the <laughs> listeners can see it. <laughs> So yeah, audio. We still haven't quite got that memo. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> We're what eighty shows in, and we still haven't figured out that hey, it's audio only. Hey, at least you're not calling them readers anymore. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> anyway, I was going to make a reader joke there, but I can't even be forced into it. So anyway, that's what we did this week in games. Let's see what the industry did this week in games. Number five, um, probably a really short story, but we feel it needs to be acknowledged. Um, so remember last week when we said that um, it was rumored that my, yeah, that Microsoft would be buying Mojang, the company that makes Minecraft, among other things. Yes, I was there. And we there. said it'll probably happen. Yes. Also I, known, uh, according to some of the press that I listened to, Mojang. 
Yeah, some people are pronouncing it that Ooh, way. Fancy. It makes me yell on my radio every time. Yeah, whatever. Um, so the thing happened, like we said it would, because you know it was reported by the Wall Street Journal as a rumor, and they're they don't fuck around. Um, well, then two and a half billion dollars. Yes. Uh, so here's the details. Microsoft bought Mojang for two point five billion dollars. Pinky. Um, yeah, no dollars. That's still a lot of dollars. <laughs> That's a lot of dollars. Um, all three no no Jang. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> all three Mojang founders, Notch included, left the company as soon as the deal was done. Um, Notch actually posted a really heartfelt letter as to why he was leaving and stuff like that, and it, it, it was summed up in in all the press you saw about it. About um, it's not about the money; it's about uh, keeping my sanity or something like that. And he, he he went on this story about how he felt horrible that like. You you know what started up what since minecraft started as such a little game and then it just blew up into this cultural phenomenon and and he, he you know he became a gaming celebrity he's probably one of the most well-known people in gaming history doesn't help that he's very recognizable and he has a name that's easy to pronounce and easy to spell um so and he and he didn't like that kind of responsibility he loved just making like little things but now that every little thing he makes everyone is really interested in it so he did he went on this whole tangent about how like every time he makes something little everyone loves it and he's just like scrap it don't want to work on it anymore and remember we kind of saw this with the guy who did flappy bird like he just made like a tiny little stupid mobile game and then suddenly it blew up into like the next angry birds and then he's just like, I don't want to do it anymore. It's just there's too much. There's too much responsibility. So is there? Is my my question is this: Is there some kind of like contract where you get suddenly guilty for being successful when you become a game dev? I don't know that it's guilt. I don't. I don't feel like it's guilt. I think a lot of it has to do with if you make something. I mean, you guys are working very hard at, at mm-hmm. creating the show and putting it out there for people to listen to. If something happens and it becomes the be all end all of the podcasting universe. Mm-hmm. If for some reason you change the formula and everybody that comes after you gets compared to what you do or everything you put out afterwards gets compared to what you did, then you it sounds to me like he's taking a little bit of a self-defeatist angle to it, you know, like I can't do anything without people latching on to it and but realistically you if you're going to create you have to you have to be culpable mm-hmm. to the scrutiny that comes you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah. it's part of creating and putting that out there for people to consume if you're making something that people are to consume you know i don't know that it's guilt i think that it's pressure i think the dude just feels really overwhelmed by it i don't i don't know that i blame him i think that his his departure letter was, I believe it was genuine and very oh, no, heartfelt and very honest. If, if there's anything we've learned about Notch ever since Minecraft first became a thing is that he's not afraid of speaking his mind and he's not afraid of, um, you know, of, even if it's something that people don't want to hear, he'll say it. So I, I believe that his whole letter was genuine and stuff, too. Um, I, I, I'm i I'm confused, though, as to, I... I like if I got to the point where I made something like Minecraft and it was just like the biggest thing ever, I don't know if it's just uh, I don't know if it's it's probably just a difference in like personalities and stuff like that. But I like that'd be the greatest thing ever. Sure, I'd feel like a little weird like being at the top of this mountain and being like I created the most well best selling video game of all time. I did that. Like, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like pat yourself on the back and be like, you're part of history. Good job. Well, yeah, but I think 
where Notch is coming from, and same with Flappy Bird and, and a lot of these guys, is he was just a guy who, who, did, who did what he loved. Yeah. yeah. Lo- you know, I went to work, I made video games, I went home, no one gave a shit that I ate a burrito, <laughs> no one gave a shit that I took a shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and now he's way up there, and fame's not for and, everybody. And, and now yeah. suddenly everything yeah. he's doing, everyone in his You know what I'm saying? Like, fame is not for everybody. A lot of people don't want fame. You right. just want to do what you love. And at the point when you stop becoming just a guy and you're like now notch and lights and godlike yeah. voice, it's too much. I don't want all this. I just want to go back to my old life when I got a paycheck for making video games. Right. And nobody cared who the hell I was. And I parked in G7 and not A1. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's just, you know, it, you know it, it comes down to a matter of just some people just don't deal with this kind of pressure and this kind of like, 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 like unwanted responsibility. It's like, it's exactly like you say, you, you took a, a, almost everything that I was going to say right out of my mouth. It's he, he just wanted, he was doing something that he loved and it turned into like this thing. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, when you're in that kind of position, you've created something that's so culturally relevant and call, mm-hmm. almost culturally important. I, I almost hesitate to use that word, but I mean, it's almost to that point. Right. It's like you're you're constantly under the pressure to like innovate and to change things because you can't just say stagnant because so many people are looking at it and so many people are expecting things. And, you know, like Minecraft, I think, is a good example of something that has managed to keep up on, you know, changing up the formula and things like that. I'm not big into Minecraft, but at least I, I, I feel like I've heard about like expansion packs coming out and I haven't heard mm-hmm people complain that it's been stagnant or anything like that right. um but i think um I, I definitely feel like it was getting away from him and i mean like there's there, i think there's like talk of like a minecraft movie and stuff like that and it's like i wouldn't doubt it yeah and so I, yeah i i don't blame him at all like in, in that kind of situation and just from what i've been able to glean off of his personality from like the posts that he makes and the things that he says and the way that he talks it definitely seems like if somebody like said like you can get out of this, I'm gonna hand you this check with all these zeros on it. He'd be like, yes, thank you. See, I I had the good fortune of the first E3 I went to in 2011. I had the good fortune of actually being able to meet Notch briefly, um, and he was a very genuine, like very down to earth, very like I and I straight up told him I'm like I haven't played Minecraft, but I respect what it's done for the industry, and I I um uh, I respect that you've been so you know adamant about you know, being able to support it and stuff like that. And he, and he was cool about it. He was like, well, uh, thank you. I really appreciate that. You know, and we didn't get a chance to talk very long, but the fact that, you know, I admitted to him that I'd never played his game, but I had respect for him and that he was able to be so kind about it is a lot better than you'd see from a lot of game devs these days. So you haven't played my game. Screw you. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you see a lot of this though, with, with these, these sort of everyman programmers and developers that, we're just trying to make something fun. They didn't realize what they were stepping into. And I guess not everybody can handle the, I don't know if it's pressure so much as it is expectation, the expectation of being what most people look at and go, you got the AAA guys that are basically just putting the same six titles out every, every year, mm. you know, and they're milking it, milking it. And you're trying to do something different. A lot of people who follow gaming and take it very seriously are looking for that next person to bring them something new. Right. So when you get every guys like notch or regardless of whether people like him or his personality, uh, Phil fish, these dudes who were just, these dudes who were just, trying to make something and got stuck in the spotlight when they either didn't expect it or didn't ask for it. It really kind of shows you, um, how, how not wanting fame, not expecting fame, not wanting the expectations of millions of people sitting on your shoulders to deliver innovation and, and something new 
can weigh your spirit down to a point where you go, I'm not doing it anymore. You know, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Well, that, and you also got to think of, and us being musicians, we all know that I, I, if I was in Notch's position, everything he's going to do for the rest of his life is from the creator of Minecraft. Yeah. yeah. And it's not going to be Minecraft. Like it his is. sophomore slump is a inevitable and B gargantuan, but I'm going to yeah. call it. 20 years from now, Notch is not going to be some guy living in uh, the middle of nowhere in a cabin in the middle of the woods not wanting to be known for making Minecraft. Notch is going to be the guy that, you. Notch is going to be the guy that takes over Valve when Gabe retires. Well, 20 years from now, <laughs> when he grows into the confidence to take the responsibility for what he's created, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll leave my words, but I think that guy is going to end up coming back around from out of nowhere and doing... Good things later. Well, yeah, but maybe not as perfect. But good things. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I, I completely agree with you, John. Like the whole, like I could see him. Like, all right, I'm out of the spotlight. We'll let the Minecraft thing die down, and then I'll, you know, he'll use yeah. it as a springboard for like ten years from now. But like, see, you know what that's going to lead into? Everyone's mm-hmm. going to be like Minecraft. It's going to recycle <laughs> itself. <laughs> it'll, it'll be like the children of the people yeah. who play Minecraft. Goddamn old people in their Minecraft. <laughs> The Minecraft. Yeah, the, the, the Minecraft. The Minecraft. So, well, that'd, be, that'd be amazing. Like, 10 years later, Notch comes back out. He's like, my new game. Oh, he made this game back in the day called Minecraft. Fast forward five more years. Minecraft is sold again for $2.5 billion. God fucking damn it. <laughs> well, you, well, wait, go ahead. I'm go. sorry. I wonder if this is just some kind of like indie dev thing. Because the fact that you brought up Phil Fish actually kind of gives me, uh, gives me a good idea. It's just like, you always see these kinds of like like you know these people buckle under the pressure if they're like a key figure behind like an indie game and i wonder if that's because like indio indio wow indie studios are so small that all of the pressure goes on to like maybe just a handful of people if not just like one or two people as opposed to like the triple a studios in which case the pressure falls on hundreds if not thousands it's, of it's people. true that's true but i mean think about the indie studios versus the triple a guys how many guys in the AAA studios do the average person know the name of? I'm not talking guys like Bobby Kotick, who runs, you know, Activision. Cliff or Blazinski. Any, yeah, well, see, but that's the thing. Cliff Blazinski might be the last AAA producer, Celebrity director that designer. anybody knows the name of because mm-hmm. he pushed for that. He wanted that. That's true. But how many AAA devs do you, or directors for the games or producers of the games, do you know outside of some of the writers, Amy Hennig or um, Jade Raymond or, you know what I mean? Like there's a I, few I names that, that come out. I take that I to answer this question. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just asking like, <laughs> not just you, but I mean everybody listening at home. That's, Think that's, about that's, it. The guys who work for these big companies and want and expect and are hoping for massive critical success, those guys are waiting for it. Those guys are hungry for it. The indie guys, they're not prepared. It's, they get steamrolled, you know. I mean, of course it's emotionally overwhelming to those guys. They don't know what they're getting into. They weren't that's not what they signed up for, you right. know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, two points to follow up, John. Unless they were in the news for scandal leaving or moving companies. Hostile you have, takeovers. Yeah. You have, no, you, have no, you have no idea who these AAA people are until they're in the news. Right. And then on the other side of that, uh, the movie indie game mm-hmm. comes to mind. And the two guys with Super Meat Boy, as the orders are coming in for the game, they, like, freak out because, like, it just keeps going up and up and up and up and up. And I remember and, that, yeah. And as the, as the number goes higher, they physically, you can see, they are nervous as shit. Like, yeah. I didn't expect it to sell this much. I, what do we... I, da, da, da. We're so successful. What do we do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But look, you, but look where they each went from there. You know, two parts to that team. 
And one part took that and turned it into something else that ended up being successful, too, mm-hmm. with, with Binding of Isaac. It's a good game. It's, it's, and they're still adding content to it. And look at the other half of that on a personality level. Tommy, who probably airs on the side of guys like Notch and Phil Fish, who are sensitive guys, God's honest programmers mm-hmm. that never expected fame. What have you heard anything come from yeah. Tommy. Not saying that the guy is not brilliant at what he does. He just didn't want it. He just, he, I mean, you can see it in, he was, in he that was the, yeah, movie, he was the, man. He was the skinny one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You could tell that he was bereft by the, yeah, the he was weight sweating. of it all even then. You in know? HD, and that was know. the beginning, that was before the game yeah. even <laughs> dropped, no, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Very cool. Well, we wish, we wish uh, the, the three founders, especially Notch, the best of luck, but, you know, they just got paid $2.5 billion, so I don't think they'll need it. Um, Coming at number four, speaking of a lot of money, um, how many people in this room, and sure, those of you listening at home, have wanted to wear PlayStation 4s on your shoes? Ooh, ooh, not me. Anyone else? Uh, I can take it or leave it. Okay, well, <laughs> a custom pair of Jordans, which are shoes, not people, also people, but these are shoes, um, have been made to be PlayStation 4 themed. Um, they're all black. Blue accents, PS4 logos on the back. Um, most notable, by the way, is that they have HDMI ports on the back of the shoes. Ooh, fancy. So that, so that you can plug them into your TV and, and do what? Nothing. I don't understand. The HDMI ports are connected to nothing. Again, I don't understand. They're literal. They literally took HDMI ports. No, I understand the. Like... I understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. I don't understand. If I can't charge my phone with my shoes, goddamn it, I don't want them. I was reading. I was reading an interview with the guy that, um, like, what I don't know if he was like the PR guy or whatever, and he said like, oh no, they even come with a special cable that like can clip into the into the ports. Oh, on it. And he's like, it's got the Jordan logo, and you can use them to carry your shoes around at when you go to shoe conventions. At which point I said, hang on a second. I'm the guy that's going to a My Little Pony convention, so I understand that there's conventions for everything, but there are shoe conventions? <laughs> I mean, okay, this um, is just new information. So when I when I first happened upon this uh, um, amazing piece of news, um, I asked a friend of mine who actually does collect Jordans. He's only got like four pairs because they're so goddamn expensive. Um and I showed him these, and I, I told I showed him the pictures, and I'm like, see, the big thing is that it's got an HDMI port on the back of the shoes. And he's like, so what, can I charge my phone with it? And I'm like, no. And he's like, can I hook it up to my PS4 and get special features or something? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, what are they for? And I'm like, they're there to look nice. And he's like, but can I walk in the rain? And I'm like, sure, they don't do anything. You can shove mud in them for all I care. It's semi-worth noting that Sony was pretty much in, responsible for inventing the HDMI port, so maybe that's why yeah. they feel entitled to put that on the shoes. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, that's the best I can come I'm up with. I'm just surprised the shoes aren't angular, like the PS4 is. Anyway, moving on. Um, so, <laughs> Wait, if you, you wanted... Do you store those vertical, or can they land aside, too? <laughs> uh, they can go in both orientations. Oh, nice. You need to buy the special stand. Oh, if you yeah. Want. Oh, yeah. 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 Retail $14.99. You probably get that at the shoe convention. <laughs> Um, so, for those of you who actually want to purchase these PlayStation 4 shoes, um, there are only going to be 10 pairs ever made, and for the price of two and almost a half PS4s, you can get these shoes. $950 for the pair. Now, knowing nothing about shoes here, how does that, do you have any idea how that compares to 
Uh, other Jordan, high-end Jordans? Jordans are typically... Well, well, uh, I mean, me, not, not just like you can go to Foot Locker and pick them up Jordans. Right. I'm talking no, 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 like... No. Yeah. Well, um, imagine it this way. You know, these are these are made from um, a shoe artist of sorts okay. um, that uh, he's apparently very well-known. Like, like, by the way, folks, if you're if you're a sh- uh, shoe enthusiast... Um, a shoey? In shoe-theist? Um... <laughs> I apologize. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's dead. <laughs> that was really good. I apologize um, if I sound ignorant about all this, but this is the first time hearing about shoes being like as big as like anything else. I wouldn't be because I think between the four people in this room, there might be ten pairs of shoes possible. I know I have well, two. I, have I think Mike has one, yeah. and then. John and Charlie are pretty fashionable fellas. So there's the rest of them. Yeah, I wear as little uh, in the in the way of shoes as possible. I have a pair of boots for the band, a pair of boots on my feet as we speak, some sandals at home, and yeah, maybe you've one already other pair got of more shoes. Than me and go combined. That's yeah. it, man. I, I have, have uh, I have shoe wear for the seasons. I have work boots and DCs. Gives a shit about <laughs> shoes, man. Oh yeah. Charlie is counting on his fingers, so I'm going to... I have about a dozen pairs. <laughs> you also have a suit job, so we'll give you six for that. Um... So, uh, so again, the shoe artist. Um, this is kind of a big deal. Is like you know, say say it was like me with guitars or something. If a guitar was custom painted by like some well-known artist or something like that, that would drive up the value, and I'd be sure. interested in it because it's got this name attached to it. Apparently, that's the same way for shoes. Um, same with anything. Well, same with anything. Yeah, but I'm cars, <laughs> shoes, people, dogs. But I mean, like, when was the last time we saw something like this? Like, how does this compare to that? that that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to get at. Uh, I couldn't find any real like video game shoe. Well, I mean, just in that... general, like, like maybe Mark Echo made a pair of Jordans or something like that. Just some, some, hot, just some other limited run artist series but of like who, shoes. Oh, people, people do that them. all the time. But, but I mean, like, the artist. How does the cost compare? That that's a good question too. Oh, that that I didn't. Do much research into because I was just. I blame you. I was just wondering. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of like gaming wear. Mm -hmm. You don't see a lot of that here. I mean, you see a lot of that shit in Japan. I remember a couple years ago they did that. uh, Do they they sell Jordans in Japan? I know. I don't. I don't mean Jordans. I just mean like gaming related apparel. You don't see a lot of that. They did some of that in Japan with. um, They did that that Leon Kennedy jacket that you could buy with with Resident Evil. They did the same thing. They did a um for a Deus Ex Human Revolution. They they did the the leather trench coat that. What's his name? Yep. Wears. Yeah. They made a replica of it, released in Japan for like six thousand dollars. They did like, a Metal what? Gear jacket too, I think. Or I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, it was, but they get they get better stuff like that over there. But those things are relevant to the game itself, and not just some weird sort of like cash in. Like it's a strange uh, yeah, Jordans that, that serve no function other than to try and capture people's attention. Kind of a weird thing, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. So. But hey, if uh, if if any listeners happen to purchase these shoes, um, send pictures of them, and if the HDMI port does anything, yeah. then <laughs> then we'll go over this entire segment, and it'll be you know. Fixed just buy more fucking games, man. Yeah. <laughs> Is it right? I mean, it's like that—that uh, that was the top comment I saw. It's just like for the price of two PS4s and like four games, you can get these shoes. <laughs> right. So, speaking of useless video game-related clothes, coming to number three. Um, so, Hideo Kojima was teasing something called the Metal Gear Solid. Col- oh, excuse me, Metal Gear Collection 2014 about a week ago, right before Tokyo Game Show happened. A lot of people on the internet, understandably, started speculating that this might be just basically like the Metal Gear HD collection that they put out like two years ago, along with Metal Gear Solid 4 and Metal Gear Rising. Well, it's not that. 
It's actually a collection of clothing based on Metal Gear Solid. Oh. Um, all of the clothes feature heavy use of camouflage, heavy use of logos found in the Metal Gear Solid franchise, such as the Foxhound logo, the Diamond Dog logo, the other Foxhound logo, you know, stuff like that. Um, and all of them will be coming to stores exclusively in Japan sometime before I start caring. Um, if I can't dress like Fat Man, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Roller skates and everything. I don't know if they have clients outfits. <laughs> Huh? I wonder if they, have, if they have Quiet's outfit. That's her name, right? From the sniper or whatever. That, 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 yes. Yeah. Well, well, all you need is like a handkerchief and you're yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> this all makes sense. You get the Metal Gear collection outfit, right? Mm -hmm. And you get the Jordans, so you're stealthy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you uh, dress as Fat Man and I'll wear the Jordans. That's it. Don't need the skates. Fuck it. You can sneak around in a box in comfort. <laughs> now, so are these clothes, are they just like... Are they like normal? They're like, just normal clothes. Just like pants, kind of, kind of shirts, like with a metal gear hats. theme on them. It's not, it's not like they're like stuff for like that could be used for like cosplay. It's not like they're not uh, costumes and stuff like that. It's just like no, clothes are just kind of they, themed. They, they probably couldn't be used as okay. cosplay. Okay. Um, I mean, you could try, but I mean, you know, Japan is known for significantly better cosplay than the U.S., so. Yeah. I mean, is this supposed to be like a fashion apparel, or is it? No, uh, it's, it's supposed to be like, you know, wear it to school and wear no. it to. I have a Metal Gear t-shirt. I'm fine. See, it can be cosplay. You can go as the guy who bought the Metal Gear collection guy. <laughs> um for a little bit more serious Metal Gear Solid news, um, Kojima r revealed that Phantom Pain, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain, will be out sometime in 2015, so I would guess November, just because it seems to make most sense. Um, also, the best part of news is that it was confirmed that in Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain, you will get a companion that is a wolf puppy named DD, short for Diamond Dog. Perfect. It's it. No, 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 it gets better. At some point, the, the, the wolf will grow up It'll learn to pose with Big Boss, and it'll also wear an eye patch. What? I am not kidding. Awesome. <laughs> I just can't wait to have a wolf following wow. me around that's wearing an eye patch. Yep. And I swear to God, if you can't call the wolf on the codec, I'm going to just flip the game <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. DD, where's Metal Gear? Bro. Metal Gear? That doesn't answer anything, DD. Bro. <laughs> Damn it, TD, you're supposed to be helping me. <laughs> I'm having way too much fun with the story. I'm sorry. See, all I got out of that was, hey, Call of Duty did something like it, and uh, people like dogs. Let's do this right. Oh, yeah, the right way. Yeah. Uh, that whole dog thing. Yeah. That, didn't, that didn't go over too well for them, did it? Hey, we need to add that to the next gen list. Dogs. Yeah. Since, mm -hmm. you know, that was a big uh, thing with ghosts, yeah. and now it's a big thing when yeah, I, apparently. I might have thrown away the list. So oh, the, well. the two most uh, <laughs> most excluded things in games, uh, dogs and kids. There's a reason kids, kids are toddler, excluded. Toddlers, kids, and dogs. There's a reason kids are excluded. Oh, they're holding on for, uh, for a, a game of nothing but kids. And tod or toddlers, kids, and dogs. It's going to be called, Why Did You Buy This? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, coming in at number two, uh, also news coming out of Tokyo Game Show, uh, Square Enix, we already know that Square Enix was working on a streaming service where it's cloud computing, you know, it's like on live and the whatever else is out there streaming. Um, PlayStation Now, there we go. Um, Square Flicks. Yeah, Square, Square Flicks. <laughs> Square Enix, you got the camera and green light. <laughs> Fuck it, whatever. Um, so they're calling the streaming service Shinra Technologies. No, which... no, it's Square Sweat Flicks. I refute... They're calling it Square Flicks. <laughs> I refute their 
Excellent titling, Netflix. <laughs> um, so they're calling it Shinra Technologies, which for those of you who aren't well-versed in Final Fantasy lore was the name of the horrible corporation from Final Fantasy VII that was doing human experiments. Um, so Netflix. But wait, it, <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, getting even better, um, they're working with Avalanche Studios, which, again, for those of you who aren't very well-versed in Final Fantasy, there was a group of... Um, they were like mercenaries in Final Fantasy VII. They called themselves Avalanche. Um, I see this also, going downhill. Also, um, I mean, and this speaks for itself, it's cloud-based computing. That one's kind of forced, but I had to say it anyway. <laughs> oh, come <laughs> no, on. Of Seriously, you're forcing cloud, and I said the Avalanche is going to go downhill? <laughs> oh wow this is god we're very punny today um so yeah so squareflex is gonna fall off the map and a new cloud game's coming out got it now the the conspiracy theorist in me is wondering if this is all trying to hint at the always asked for final fantasy 7 remake I hope it's not because I actually kind of agree that it shouldn't happen, but all of this naming, it's just, it's too well done to be Square Enix just fucking around. I, th I think I think just the one guy in the marketing department in their office, his favorite game is Final Fantasy VII, and somebody said, hey, we need names for all this stuff? He was like, yes. Uh, no, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Earn my pay today. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. He, he's just some guy they hired in, and he's like, what do you do, Final Fantasy? Google. Final Fantasy VII, top search, name, 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 name. Okay, good, did my job. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've talked to my brother about this a lot, and I, I, we both, I mean, I definitely believe that the the only thing that keeps Square Enix from doing the Final Fantasy VII remake is That's right, the like, in the last money. couple years, right as they are just, like, plummeting down the hill into, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Then things started to pick up. But then if things ever get so bad, Final Fantasy VII Remake is there in case of emergency break glass. We'll see, we'll see, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is, man. They probably have a case it's on the like wall. It's just like the Pokemon RPG for Wii U there and you Nintendo. Go. Yeah. And that's like, what it is. They're waiting until shit gets so drastic <laughs> or they fuck up so bad that they've got to go, it's on, it's happening, we've got to do <laughs> it now. It. We're care. out of fucking money. I don't care if we develop it for the PS3. And you know what? Release it. I don't care what anybody says. Even though I don't think that game should be or needs to be remade, I'm going to fucking buy it. I know I'm going to buy oh, it. Oh, I will too. You know, but, and you that's know. the thing. And then, then the, the news will be, surprise, Square Enix is doing just it. fine again. They made $30 billion <laughs> on Final Fantasy VII Remix. And I'm sure I'll be angry at all the things they change or add or, you know, whatever. But, but we'll still fucking buy it. That's right. You that's guys all just... they're waiting on, man. That, that, that. I we guess were almost much. there last year, I guarantee you, before they put 14 out and kind of built up some more goodwill mm -hmm. based on that game and they were they were oh, really no, they, earning they, the they, ire of they, a lot of people. Put, they put out Realm Reborn and suddenly they were rolling in money again just because yeah. they actually put out an MMO that works. I can't <laughs> believe they were able to recover from the original 14 launch. Oh my god. That was that was god, I still have the collector's edition from the I original have it 14. I have it too. I feel like we should be brothers. Brofist. <laughs> yes, we actually did blow it up. That's right, but, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. We <laughs> make Families of <laughs> <gamers> <laughs> <at> radio. <laughs> I just, 
my, 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 leave the room? So far, no, you're back. No, <laughs> no, why would you leave the you're room? You're going to make him so sad. That's <laughs> no. true. My, my favorite part of this episode now is I just have this image of this heavily guarded warehouse <laughs> in, in somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in Japan, like like owned by some shell corporation that, that's, that, that's a subsidiary of Square Enix. It's heavily guarded. That's just not, that's filled with nothing but press ready to ship copies of Final Fantasy VII. And there's this one guy whose one job is to stay in this room with this big red button waiting for the phone call that says initiate Gaia protocol. No, you're probably absolutely right. And in the room next to that, they have all... square we're talking about. You're probably not far off. No, you're probably absolutely right. It looks like the warehouse from the end of Raiders, doesn't it? (laughs) It actually is the warehouse from the end of Raiders. That was the other side. Oh my god. Yeah, oh. Look at all these artifacts. We need to make room for these video games. <laughs> copies of Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, the Ark of the Covenant, and all of those uh, copies of the ET cartridges from the yeah. 2067. <laughs> that's what they keep in there. That's really all that's in there. Right? And uh, where's the Guardian? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Last Guardian. Yeah, Last Guardian's that's, in there. That's Sony's in case of emergency. Yeah. Dude, don't, don't they make share the sad. same building. Don't talk about it. You're going to drive me to drink more than I've already had. Hang on. I need, I need to take this topic to, to, to completion now. So we, we've got Square Enix's in case of emergency. Nintendo's is, um, is, is a Pokemon is a RPG. Pokemon RPG. Um, Sony's is Last Guardian. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, what, what, what's, what's Microsoft's? What do you guys think? Uh, a Halo and Gears of War crossover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy that. No, no, no. A Halo, Gears of War, and Forza, and Fable crossover. There's all... <laughs> so many things. I was just going to say, know, it's, it's a lot of things, but go will buy that shit in a heartbeat. Because uh, two of those things are his favorite things. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was going to say was it was going to be a uh, Fable kart racer on the Forza engine. <laughs> Realistic oh kart racing God. with Reaper. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Microsoft needs something, though, man. They're they're well, running they on fumes legends. of uh, goodwill from Fable. Back in the day. They're ace in the hole. They keep. It like, is, but honestly, for everything Fable that's come out, I have less interest in Fable Legends than anything that came before it. Honestly, every every Fable game except for the first one has has gone farther and farther away from delivering on the promises it made in its development and press cycles. When and, it was Project Ego. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, they they keep getting each one is worse than the one that came before it. In Fable, I think. Hey, in Fable, Charlie, this is the point where you and I just kind of get popcorn and watch. Uh, I'll wrap it up real quick. In Fable's defense, John, they they promise that Fable won't be broken as all hell, and they can't keep that promise up. They had to fix stuff. I, I I I enjoy the games. I've played all of them. I mean, they like, except for the uh, the Connect one. So that, uh, oh no 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 We don't speak of. But I, I don't want to hijack the show either. I know we got a lot more going to cover. Right there, but yeah. No, no, we're good. We're I'll good. just drink more. I agree with you, though. Like, but everything has to make its course. Microsoft needs something, though. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say a good Perfect perfect Dark game. That would be yeah, that, that won't happen. Great. Well, it's time to say. Rare, so. Well, they do, but what is Rare doing no. than, than making, you know, <laughs> Connect Sports? Hold on, genius at flaily hands. You know what their in case of emergency is? Banjo Kazooie 3. No. We know Banjo Kazooie, <laughs> but all the kids playing games right now don't have any but fucking idea. But you remember when Bolts came out? Everyone was like, fuck yeah, it's Banjo Kazooie. They didn't sound like that. That anymore. game got a great actually review, did. And it was uh, fun. Yeah, they actually did. Bought it. <laughs> Yeah, nobody you know? bought bad. I mean, no, I got mine It was free a great game. The, I got mine free with my ex's Xbox. <laughs> it was fun. It was great. And I just, it didn't sell. So there we go. Microsoft needs a in case glass. Because Microsoft TV didn't quite work out. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'll date myself right now though and say the one thing I want Rare to put out, and I'm gonna make myself sound old as shit, was I just want them to do another Jet Force Gemini game. Yes! Yes! There you go. Yes! There you go. There you go. Yes! Do it and I'll be happy. I'll buy it. That's it. The That's end. a good answer. It's a good answer. All right, then. So you guys just make that, put it in glass, and hang out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Microsoft, you've got the gamer. No, anyway, I really need to stop saying that. Word. Uh, anyway, since we originally started talking about that last story with Final Fantasy, coming in at number one. So um, This is the longest news segment ever. That's because okay, I run my it. mouth, man. Sorry. I tried right. telling you. I, I warned you. Fuck it, whatever. Um, so this was the greatest week ever for Final Fantasy fans um, because we got not only confirmation that Final Fantasy 15 exists, but we got footage, gameplay footage, a new trailer, and a tease that it might be coming out soon. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So... Earlier this week, Game Informer accidentally revealed a little early that Final Fantasy Type-0 HD is being released in the U.S. on March 17th. Uh, for the uninformed, what is that? Uh, Final Fantasy Type-0 was previously a Japan-only PSP game that was one of the most well-reviewed games in Japan in the entire Final Fantasy series. Oh, is it classic turn-based RPG, or is uh, it... No. Oh, it's... I believe it's more action-y. Oh, okay. Um, kind of like Kingdom Hearts-ish. Okay. Um, but the story, the characters, a lot of that was all like actually like great. Like it's so much so that rumors started flying around that it would be brought to U.S. shores when the Vita came out as like a digital download or something like that. And, and but it never happened clearly. Um, so it's releasing March seventeenth for sixty bucks. Which okay, whatever. God damn. <laughs> I agree. I, I know. Am, I, I am outraged <laughs> at full price gaming. Anyway, is um, it a, is, is it a game big enough to no, worth it, it? Uh, it it was the only game in history to come on two umds on the psp so to be clear this was a psp release that's being ported to vita oh no it's being ported to ps4 and the xbox oh, one that's even better okay never mind i, I redact my my previous goddamn <laughs> um so you have to say it backwards now damn god <laughs> No, 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 no. Oh, like, flip the tape. There you go. I'll allow it. That was actually really good. Um, so, but Final Fantasy Type-0 will come with a voucher that will include a demo for Final Fantasy XV nine years after the game was announced. Um, so, and then the, the demo is supposed to, have, like, give you an introduction to the world and, you know, and so on, so on, so on. Um, but immediate, go on, go no, no, the, the, the demo is supposed to get you to buy the original game that it's being with. Sure. They're all like Type Zero or whatever it is. And to you're be like, fair, Final Fantasy. No, no, the demo for 15 type. comes with Type That's Zero. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what the demo's used for. Here, buy this, uh, this Zero. To be fair, to be fair, the Final Fantasy community has been begging for Type Zero almost longer than Final Fantasy 15. So, oh, okay, so it's this, this is kind of a nod. Yeah. Okay. Um, I misunderstood. No, that's fine. I don't um, know what the Final Fantasy thing. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Um, so, and then they release a trailer that a lot of people are just kind of comparing to. Um, I don't even remember what movie it was, but it started out as like four guys in a car, like having fun and like driving through a town. But that—that's what—that's what a lot of the trailer was. It was like four guys in a car. That's 
probably going to be called the chocobo or something like that um and just the graphics were beautiful and the animations were so smooth and everything looked so finished and awesome and wonderful and at the very end of the trailer noctis the main character he's you know he's standing at a cliff with the car looking at the moon brooding as you do if you're in a jrpg he says it's been a long time coming almost there and instantly chills up the spines of every final fantasy fan in the world no, it was a silent recognition. It was silent you know. recognition. Yeah, and, they, they and, stuck and it in there. And not only that, but in the press release for this, um, they revealed that Tetsuya Nomura, the guy who's probably the reason the game has been taking so long, has is no longer directing Final Fantasy XV. He's gone on to move... He's gone on to move on. He's gone on to direct uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, because apparently Final Fantasy XV is so far in development and so close to being finished that they can just toss the rest at this guy and he's just going to polish it up before it gets shipped. Which, for someone like me, is like... See, I'm, I'm going to call it. I'm going to make... I'm, go ahead, Charlie. You're going to say something? Sorry. No, I was, I was going to say, the, 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 the line where he said, like, it's been a long time coming, almost there. Is that referencing something or just the situation? That's referencing that's, the fact that this game was announced okay. nine that's years Square ago. That's Square acknowledging... As as quietly as possible to the people who've been following okay. this game for such a long time. Thank you for being patient. And That's what was, essentially what, what was, it was great about that in, that moment in the trailer too. It was the it was like the last three seconds of the trailer. There was like an arpeggio that plays. It's like Final Fantasy's signature. the crystal theme. Oh, sure. yeah, 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 the crystal theme, and just the combination of that and Noctis saying "almost there." Like I like I watched those three seconds at least twenty times. <laughs> See, but but replacing. Tetsuya Nomura, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an observation that I don't think that that's just we're at the end of the title because you don't name another director. They named another director. They did, and, but I didn't. Write and it brought down. him up. I believe it was a gentleman that did. He was, uh, he was, the, he was the guy that did Type, type Zero. Zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't name another director if you intend to bring him back. Tetsuya Nomura's had his hands on the Final Fantasy brand for a long time. Oh yeah. And Since a Final lot of Fantasy people VII. love him. I'll be honest. I liked him better when he was just a character designer and oh, not yeah. directing the games. Mm-hmm. Because being in charge of that series, almost everything he did as a director is what put that series down. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I think that we're witnessing, if you look at all the changes that Square Enix has been trying to make and rebuilding goodwill with their fan base, I think that we're seeing a changing of the guard. I mm-hmm. think Tetsuya Nomura is going to be out on the numbered sequels coming up. That's my opinion. Oh, I, yeah. I have no I can, I can professional still, basis with which to state that. I can still, I can still see him opinion. as being like an advisor or a character designer or something like that, yeah. but I don't think he's which directing is, I a hope mainline game he stays again. on doing is just character designs. Yeah. You know, that's just me. So... So, it, so for those of you, the, uh, a couple nights ago, if you heard millions of fanboy screams um, at once, like you know, I did, Dan probably did, you know, that was that was why it was just, like millions just, of fanboys screamed out in joy and didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was trying to find a way to work that. Thank you for coming up with it for me. So if you listen to your police scanner and there was a high number of woman distress calls. <laughs> It was actually a bunch of guys. So so I'm going to call Final Fantasy XV's release schedule right here and now. So get your DVRs ready. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> so No, hang on. They're listening to a podcast. You, you've asked them to go get their DVRs right here. This is going to take a minute. And now they're wondering why they went and got their DVR ready. <laughs> you should just tell the readers to get their TVOs ready. <laughs> For audio-only podcast. <laughs> anyway, so if the demo is going to be out in March, if we're following the same 
schedule that Final Fantasy 13 did, then the demo will be out in March, the game will be out in Japan in December, and then it'll be out in the U.S. the following spring. So, March. I, so I'm saying right here on Gamerhead Radio on September 21st, technically 23rd, whatever, um, that uh, Final Fantasy 15 will be out March of 2016. Second Tuesday. Time will yeah. tell. Just for the sake of having an opposing, just something to go against and whatever, um, I'm going to say that they're going to that they've been working on this so it'll long. Be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> the day before I'm, release. I am definitely not saying that. Um, Good, because I'll cry. With, with with how long that it's taken them to do this, I'm I'm going to say that maybe they've had enough time so that they could do the. Um, it'll be out in April if the demo's out in March. No, I was going to say maybe, maybe they've had enough time to be able to do a simultaneous release. Between U.S. and Japan, so maybe that could be cool. Maybe both territories in fall. That would be great. That'd be great. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a mobile game. For <laughs> 19.99, exclusive to the Aww. Shinra Network. Yes. <laughs> oh God! How <laughs> oh, terrifying! But it'll play with uh, 14 online. <laughs> but not the new one. Only the original. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, good. So and I- you have to have the five previous 15.99 mobile titles to do it. They need to knock well, that shit off, man. Some Google Play, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was the exceedingly long top five. Up next, we're talking bad guys. Okay, so we're talking bad guys today. We figured since we're gonna have a villain in the studio, hey, let's talk. Uh, let's talk villains. Um, so I, I and I, I kind of want to start the conversation because I, I and we'll get to you know the mailbag obviously, which we actually got a lot of answers this week. Um, because, you know, it's like we've got some new guy in the studio this week. From some band. A, from some band know. that's, you know, pretty well known around here. You know, stuff like that, whatever. I know. John from P is for Ponies. <laughs> and um, you just got Charlie's a new fan. It's one of my favorite bands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, side note. I'm just saying, if you ever do, like, a pony-themed song... He he will buy like eight million <laughs> copies of it. Right here. Like I'll, have to, I'll have to tell my brother that, that now that somebody will buy it, he's got to make it. That's, yeah, that's if you the press thing anything, make. vinyl, uh, laser disc, he'll buy it all. Betamax. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's it. Yep. Anyway, um, so we're still talking bad guys. Um, I wanted to start off. I, I I really had to dig deep into trying to figure out what my favorite villain of all video game history might be. And I have a I have a this isn't going to surprise anybody, but everyone's going to reach to have to remember who this villain is. Garland from the first Final Fantasy. See, no, I, I know. No, blank stares I'm a Final Fantasy guy. guy. Um, we'll see. Who, John, I'm assuming you've played the... I have uh, played it, it because, but I, I gotta ask, just like Charlie, why? Have, have Charlie and Goat, have you guys played the original Final Fantasy? Or um, remember I read it the strategy guide. On NES? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Garland, um, he, he was this... Uh, when you uh, Spoiler alert, by the way, but the game's been out for 27 years, so I would hope that you don't care at no. this point. No! <laughs> um, so, Garland is originally this knight that just like goes rogue. And, like, goes off in the forest and, like, kidnap a, kidnaps a princess and just like, yeah, okay, fucking whatever. It's a fantasy game. Um, well, I wonder where they got that storyline from. Yeah. Um, so, and then you defeat him. And that's, like, if it was a game today, that would be the prologue. Is like, going into the forest. Excuse me. Going into the forest and defeating him. Um, what happens then is that, you you know, you go around and you collect these crystals. Or you clean them or, or polish them or call them nice things. I don't know. I don't remember. It was badly translated. Um... 
and you go around to these four crystals and you fight these bosses and stuff like that and then you go back and you find and this guy tells you just like oh Garland is you know behind all this evil and stuff like that and they're like but we killed Garland he was in the forest he kidnapped the princess we killed him it's done the princess she's right there and then you find out that somehow he managed to like open a rift in time to where he went back in time and started like buffing the hell out of himself and like you know lifting weights and you know reading books and shit like that montage montage <laughs> <laughs> um, just so that by the time it got to the point that you're playing in the game he was like this all powerful god like creature so that the fact that he was so revenge driven that he found a way to open up time go back in time hundreds of years and become this god just to screw over these four jackoffs that decided to ruin his kidnapping adventure is just like that that's dedication that <laughs> I can't even imagine how much patience he would need to read all those books. <laughs> madness. Yeah, clearly madness. And that was that's one of the reasons why he's probably one of my favorite villains. It's just the fact that he, especially in a time where, let's be honest, storytelling in video games was... Final Fantasy invented storytelling in video games. Like, like deep, deep storytelling. So the fact that... You know, th this was mind-blowing to everyone at the time, just to think, it's just like, oh, I'm not just a dude that's stomping on turtles. Now I'm fighting a dude that went back in time, and he's trying to screw me over because I screwed him over. That was just, that was, it's like the ultimate revenge story. I loved it. It was great. Look, I gotta disagree with you, though, man. Everybody knows that Pitfall invented deep storytelling. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like deep, heartfelt, uh, like, no, deep. Tears. <laughs> yeah, right into the fucking pit. <laughs> It was, it was just up and down ladders and swinging from tree to tree. Right. It was just nuts drama. We all know that Pitfall is really just the D-Res version of Uncharted, okay? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Dude, there's a college humor fucking video somewhere, I think. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, hey, college humor, you guys. Anyway. Uncharted the prequel. <laughs> what do you guys think, though? What do you, what do you guys think as far as, like, villains and stuff like that? Let's start with the villain. <laughs> start with your, the villain. Uh, your expert opinion, sir. My expert, expert opinion. Um, you know, there. I spent a lot of time this week thinking about that. You know, when when you told me, when Goat told me that uh, we were we were gonna kind of cover the topic of villains and video gaming, it took me a long time to sift through my sort of mental catalog of games that I've played because there's a lot of great, it's fucking great villains out there. Um, but my my first thought was to say either Kefka from Final Fantasy VI because he's just an asshole. He poisoned an entire village of people. Yeah, he didn't even really seem to have didn't a, even blink, man. He didn't even really seem to have an actual goal. He just um, he was just a jerk. Uh, happy I'm birthday, gonna... by the way, to Kefka. He's twenty. Oh well, man. Very, very nice. Very nice. Hey, Jesus Christ, I can't believe it's been that long. You're yep. making me feel old, man. Um, instead of kind of explaining each of the villains i think i'm gonna name a couple of villains that i think are really prolific in gaming and then i'm gonna tell you the one i'm gonna throw my my fly in the ointment wrench in the spokes kind of gross um <laughs> kafka from final fantasy 6 uh magus from chrono trigger um i hate mm. to be cliche and say sephiroth but yeah, that's in there big boss is one of my fa and boss boss and big boss are both the two of my favorite sort of villains quasi villains uh, uh, of course from metal gear solid yeah from the metal gear series um you know i i'm sure i could name probably a dozen prolific video game villains but honestly one of the biggest sort of silent villains in mm -hmm. video gaming history to me mm -hmm. is the uh the nameless 
um, nearly voiceless lead character from Shadow of the Colossus, the, the character you play. That guy is such a selfish, <laughs> just like murdering these, cr- like uh, the Colossi are terrifying and they're awesome and they're cool, but that guy wants what he wants so bad that he will do anything he will sacrifice anything and he will murder anything he, whether he it deserves it or not living castle dude it's not even that some of those colossi were Big aggressive families. you oh, know? I know some of the, the smaller guy that kind of rolled around and had the electricity God, like sixth or seventh one whichever one it was i don't remember <laughs> uh, i played it in a while that one was aggressive angry it, it, you would have to fight back attacking that some of those things were just little creatures roaming the realm man you know it'd be like it'd be like, like stomping out a rabbit that guy like, is a shitty yeah. villain man <laughs> to me, he just murdered whatever, and it, the Colossi were what he killed to get what he wanted. But that guy would have killed anything in front of him to get he his love back. He didn't kill the horse. Well, it's because he, he needed it to kill everything else. That was the, he didn't. It didn't get there. If he had to slaughter that horse, I guarantee you, he would have killed it. I don't him. know. That horse was built like a. So war that's horse. one of my. That's one of my silent villains in that's, video gaming. You know? God. Goat, are you okay over there? All I hear is John going, and those Colossi, they had families and jobs and mortgage payments, and this dick comes in and just fucks them up. You don't know. You don't know. Maybe they did. Steve was sitting there just watching TV, and this dude on a horse comes in, just fucking stabs him with a sword. It's it's less about him with the sword first. (laughs) For me, it was less about the. You know what they actually were, and more. It's kind of poetic. I hate to be that dude that's going to wax poetic about video games, but. They were able to convey silently in that game with nary an actual word oh, being silently. uttered. <laughs> you know, that this dude would have done anything to bring that lady back, which I'm sure to some people seemed charming and kind of sweet, but it was fucking morbid as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. You know, I mean, it, was, it was really disturbing. By the end of the game, about halfway through, I started feeling bad for killing all these damn things. So, you know, like, this is a romantic end of the me, game. That's, Fuck that's, that guy. That's just the power of the silent narrative of that game. <laughs> you, know? you can no, interpret I'm, it any way you want. I'm right there with you. I'm, I am a giant softie, and like I, I, had, I had a lot of the you same. You look like a person. Moving on, um, <laughs> um, I, I had a lot of the same feelings that I that that you were describing when playing that game. That really? was that was actually going to be my answer, and so I really? I, I, I completely forgive wow. you from stealing it from me because did, it's, it's did, so perfect. Did, but yeah, did, all did, on the did same you, page. Did today. you guys like collaborate beforehand? Or Not at something? all. We did. We did. We it's did. the glasses. Show. It's the no, glasses. you start out in that game going. You know, give me my sword. I'm gonna kick their fucking ass, man. <laughs> and then by the end of it, you're like. I'm a complete I need to rethink <laughs> everything. I just I feel wow. really terrible about yeah. myself. I really I uh, I I gotta go. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm pretty sure the colossi don't even bleed, so I, I don't feel guilty about. Killing I don't know them, when but... they're spraying black liquid from the skull in which you're stabbing <laughs> them repeatedly before they collapse For to the ground. <laughs> Black gas escaping. Oh, great. So now they have a fucking problem. <laughs> they have a medical issue and you're still stabbing them. I'm just giving them acupuncture. The fact that they died in the process just means I'm not going to be sued for malpractice because we, they don't have families that are going to come sue me. How do you know? Because we don't see them. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's probably not. I'm sure a lot of people are going to argue with me that that's not a villain. But I'm just saying, when you think about well, it, oh, you definitely just spun VJ's head. Very selfish. Like, wow, just, just. I don't even know what to think anymore. Interpretation's amazing. Oh no, I know. I'm, I'm still going to think of it my way. Is that it's charming, like he said, but you know, you're romantic though. Yeah, <laughs> and a Viking, so you're all like, get the boat. We're going to save. <laughs> and... <laughs> 
burn this village to the ground on the way there because it's in my way instead of walking around it. <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, that's court next weekend. <laughs> she's like, that's so cute. And you're like, that's what I do. <laughs> anyway, goat. I have a feeling I can think of your list of villains, but I, I'm going to. Oh, indulge me. I, I'm assuming Joker isn't at number one. No, it doesn't technicality. count. Nope, doesn't count. He oh, was, well, a, he was a comic book character. Sorry, I can't do it. Okay, go on. <laughs> uh well, Mother Brain, obviously, just because she's. I mean, Mother Brain. That's good. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> He likes to check with the brain. Yes. <laughs> She's all brain. brain. <laughs> Very little broad. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, my number one is not going to be surprising by who it is, but not from where he is, if that makes sense. Uh, Reaper from Fable. The guy who um, basically encompasses corporate America, and his slogan <laughs> is, fucking work or I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> what which game was he from? Uh, I don't... He's in two and three. Okay, that's why I don't remember. Because he's I, the was... one. Um, he's the one who has the slogan: um, uh, "Broken fingers don't make parts." Jesus <laughs> <Because laughs> Christ, yeah. that's brutal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He... So he got a lot in common with Jeremiah Fink from uh, Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But I just like him because he's kind of like he's like he's like corporate America and cor- or, po- or political America all in one place. Like, do it for no money. But make me look good, <laughs> and like it's just—he's so diabolical. Like he doesn't his his care for humans is less than zero. It's like, so you're not working, huh? Um, Why aren't you working? Yeah, you should probably be. You know, what, we're just gonna break your arm off, and then um, and then bring somebody else work. in. <laughs> we're just gonna break your arms, and then we're gonna make you work twice as hard. Yeah. So you know, and with the broken arms, it'll be four times as hard. But so. yeah, I just—I mean, he was greatly written. He was just you know cynical as all get out and. I enjoyed the hell out of them. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me in the least. Um, I'm kind of surprised you're not, uh, from Fable 1, I'm kind of surprised you're not including Jack of Blades. No. You seem kind of like a dick. Yeah, but, I mean, okay, sweet, you're a dick, you're a villain. If you're not a dick, you're not doing it right. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I always like Jack of Blades for some reason. Maybe it's the mask. Um, cool. Well, Charlie, did you have anything other than uh, well, the kid from Shadow of the Colossus? Yeah, so it's it's like, you know, the the villains that have been most impactful to me are the ones that, I mean, it, it, it's it's easy just to write a bad guy. It, it, it's easy just to say, like, oh, this guy is a jerk and he's going to go do all this stuff. But it's, it's when, you, when you give that character, like, motivations that you can kind of relate to. Um, and then you start to question, like, whether he's actually the villain, and you're like, well, I mean, he's got a point. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And it's like, it's like any game where, um, where, yeah, it, it, yeah, the, the, you know, what I don't like is when they have, like, like, how do I say this? Mm, I'm having trouble they coming up with words, but logical reasons for what they're doing. They don't have legitimate. Yeah, they no, don't, it's they don't look outside the box. They don't see the grand picture. They don't. Here, I'll give you an example. Albert Wesker. Nobody looks at Wesker and says that's a damn fine villain. Guy has no motivations. He's yeah. just a big dumb animal that does whatever the script on paper right. says he should do. So I'm going to scoot know? away a little bit because I'm convinced Wesker's going to come out of nowhere and murder you. Right now. <laughs> Bring it. But the the villains that have been most impactful for me are the ones that especially start out as good guys. And I mean, like, generally started as good guys. Like, um, I hope I'm not stealing your answer, VJ. But um, uh, if, if you had another one, was uh, like Big Boss, like in, in like it, not in not in game order, but in chronological order. In Metal Gear Solid, in Metal Gear Three, he's 
the good guy. Yeah. And then he, then then you know, in, ga- in in game chronological order, not release order, he uh, of course ends up being like the bad guy. Right. Another example is like, um, spoiler alert, if you haven't played Prototype Two, Alex Mercer, like he's the good guy in that Prototype. Was so great. Yeah. So you like the plot twist? I, I do like the plot twist, but when they're when they're when they're done well and with reason. You know, it's like when you have these characters and they've got, you know, they, they start out good and then they're just given these motivations that completely, like, take their morals and their judgments and twist them into a way where they still think they're the good guy, but clearly they're not because they're murdering all these people. It's like, uh, yeah. The guy who comes to mind is the guy from Bioshock Infinite, where he meant good, but it, it, it didn't go well. It's, it, it's so, <laughs> yeah. so it's the, the, the villains that they have the whole the ends justify the means kind of attitude when they're being, like... You know, like like murdering all these people for the sake of something legitimately good, and it's like uh, there's a better way to go about this, buddy. <laughs> right, but yes, yeah. So to the point where, you know, it, again, it's it's easy to just like create a some create somebody with just some reasons for why he's doing the way he's doing. But it's when they are able to connect that villain with the player in such a way that that makes that almost makes you feel bad. You know, for the things that you're doing, exactly like Wanderer. Yeah, for it makes you question whether or not. You know what that series is like. That go. I, I didn't replay the series because I just didn't have the time to do it. But I found a uh, very competent YouTuber who edited all of the uh, cutscenes down. To, <laughs> I just really wanted to wa- take the story in yeah. again without playing. I went back and watched the entire Assassin's Creed series. This guy was a genius. He edited it together in a way that it like two and a half hour movies. Nice. Um, Go back and watch that series, and every once in a while, especially towards the middle later games, you'll start questioning whether, whether or not SEO right is doing the right thing. Sometimes, because sure. some of it's some kind of a mess there in the middle. I remember that too, because yeah. every so often, like when you assassinate someone and you're talking to them, and then they like pour their heart out, literally and figuratively, um, <laughs> to Ezio, and they're and suddenly like. You know, I I kept imagining like what would Desmond be thinking, like seeing these people yeah. like. I know. Especially I'm, I'm because like, I'm like three levels into Inception right now with this whole. No, thing. since you said that, I was just like, I just see people with like the WDD. Well, sometimes the to the, those characters, if you look at the Assassin's Creed games, the people doing the assassinating are often uh, proxies for other people's work, and they're oftentimes killing people that they they've been told this is the right thing to do, this is what you should be doing, right. but they don't actually know the truth. They usually find that out later, and it usually makes you look at them and go, no matter what your motivations were for killing that dude, that dude didn't deserve it. Or uh, most of the time they did. Most of them were shitheads. But every once in a while, there's a there's a somebody in there where you're just like, you killed eight guys. And seven of them deserved it, but that guy didn't, and you're just as bad as the rest of these fuckers. Yep. You know, it makes you think about that. And speaking of villains, in spite of the third Assassin's Creed game, I think Hatham Kenway is a good villain. He's an ass, man. Yeah, yeah that, guy was, so, uh, that guy was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, what, what, I think the only kind of villain that like really bothers me is... I played a game recently where one of the characters... I won't say what to avoid spoilers. I won't give out character names or anything like that. But I had a character that started out as friendly. And then like maybe a couple hours into the game, then suddenly they turn on you. And, because, because they're a mercenary. So uh, whenever a character introduces themselves as a mercenary and they're not your character, I'm always <laughs> I'm always skeptical because it's just like okay, that means they're going towards the highest bidder. 
this is an E-rated game, so I really shouldn't expect him to betray me, but... <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> Mercenary. So he starts off friendly and trying to help you out and stuff like that. And then he betrays you and like gives away like your location to like the evil corporation or something like that. And then and suddenly you're all your characters are just like, what the fuck, man? Why would you do that? And then so he's just like, hey, I had to do what I did to keep me safe. And Gotta pay him bills. And then, like, and then, like, another hour later, he comes back. He's just like, I was just doing that to keep you guys safe. I mean, now I led them off. At, see, we're over here, and I sent them over there, so we're totally fine. And then you play a few more hours, and then he does it fucking again. <laughs> but he does it to a different group of people this time. And then, you know, an hour later, he comes back. He's just like, hey, guys, what's up? And suddenly all your characters are just like, hey, what the fuck, man? So it's like... I don't know what to think about this character because I don't know if it's supposed to be evil, if he's supposed to be on my side, or if he's supposed to be like on the other side, or if he's relevant to the plot, or if he's like just a just dick. there to fuck. Is it a villain or is it a douchebag? Yeah, exactly. It's like, what am I doing here? Can I just just fuck it, whatever? Uh, just ladies and gentlemen, I, I will spoil it. Uh, that was VJ playing online Smash Bros. demo. <laughs> <laughs> That hidden layer of death. <laughs> um, I, another thing that kind of bothers me, and I'm seeing this trend a lot more lately, but thankfully it's uh, it seems to be on its way out, um, is when there isn't, like, one villain, it's, like, an idea that you're supposed to hate. Like, I think one of the... Th no, 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 no. And, and, and I, I'm I with know, you. I know at least John will be able to back me up on this. I think one of the reasons that Final Fantasy Thirteen was so hated, besides the fact that it was literally just pushed forward for 60 hours, um, was that there was no villain. Yeah. No, like, I, I'll like agree there, with like you there, on that. Like there, was, like, there was no person you were supposed to hate. It was just a oh. bunch of angsty teenagers that hated Dude, God. we could do an entire separate episode on, on We've already done Final that. Fantasy thirteen. <laughs> I could do it. But the but, your but, vagueness. But I, I, the vagueness of I it. I think that's one of the reasons why in thirteen two suddenly you had Caius. Like, Caius was a person that you could put all of your hatred in where you couldn't in the first one. Because the first one, it was literally just everyone just, I'm angry at God for giving me this awesome tattoo. If you look at That's a lot of games story. right yeah. now, though, there's a lot of that point in case. Part of the vague sort of spacey story in Destiny. The darkness. You don't, you, what the fuck are they even going on? <laughs> Does anybody out there actually know what that, that game is about? It's, uh, it's the, band, the British band. There you go. <laughs> That's villain enough for me, man. Yeah. Yeah. You fight that song at the end, rock band style. <laughs> Touching you. Decent. This is happening. You know, you know another game semi-recently that did the whole like faceless evil thing were uh, Bioware games Dragon Age and Mass Effect? Yeah. Mass Effect, uh, like Mass Effect 1 had Saren, so you had Saren to hate. But Mass Effect 2... You you're just like okay fuck the who was the who was the enemies in the Mass Effect two it was the Reapers in the third one who the second one was what Mass the, Effect the, had a series of of small villains there were a lot of little things in there like, that like you there could kind of picture but there was still like these are the guys you're fighting but these are the guys you hate yeah yeah that was the that was the Empire Strikes Back of the series though yeah. that was the Dirty Dozen man yeah, that yeah. game was less about who you were fighting and more about assembling your crew and that, and, that, yeah. that was, yeah. and same thing carried over with Dragon Age like Dragon Dragon Age 2, you had a person to hate. It was whoever owned that stupid fucking little town. But Dragon Age 1... <laughs> Dragon Age 1, it was just like the archdemon. It was yeah. just like, okay, it's just this big fucking dragon that I fight at the end of the game. Spoilers. Um, 
Well, I mean, game's, called, five, game's five years old. Well, it's you're, also you're, called Dragon Age. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, but, but do you notice that you see these vague villains in games that are where they're trying to make the, the player character... So they, they have vague villains to almost match the vague hero? That's what it is. You can't relate a villain to somebody who doesn't have a personality, and if you're playing as an avatar that doesn't speak or really have much in the way of lines, they were able to get away with it with Mass Effect because they gave Shepard dialogue, but a lot of the the games... I mean, Destiny or Dragon Age... They're, where you're supposed to be your own character. You're supposed to be a, sort of a quiet hero. It, you can't relate to somebody if you can't speak. How, how do you explain... Uh, well, how do you explain Borderlands? Because Borderlands, I mean, you could argue that your characters don't really have, like, dialogue or anything like that. They have personalities, sure, but you kind of have to craft what happens on your end from there. But Borderlands 2, at least, I don't remember much about 1, Borderlands 2 at least had Handsome Jack. I'm not saying that all games okay. that that don't have a, a, a narrative coming from the player character, I'm not saying that all games aren't able to do that. There are great examples of that. Bioshock's a great example in most mm-hmm. cases. Booker talks, but look at the original Bioshock. The story was conveyed to you through recordings and sort of things that you sort of saw or heard. You don't necessarily... It's all in how you handle the narrative. And I'm not saying all games fail at that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that most people are too afraid to take the risk to try and make a villain relatable to somebody that has no personality, so right. they don't. They, mm-hmm. they do the safe thing, you know? Yeah. There's only a handful of developers out there. Borderlands did a pretty admirable job. I think in the second one, at least. The second one was a lot better than providing the first one in terms you know? of you know, giving you a reason to be shooting all the guys yeah, with ridiculous yeah. guns. Um, I, yeah, because I, I, was, I was going down the list of games I could think of that had like really generic bosses or something like that, and the first thing that popped up to mind was Deus Ex, because your character, not, not Human Revolution, the older one, the first one, where y- your character was literally like monotone and like robotic and stuff like that, but that the, the main antagonist from that was also like a computer virus or something yeah. like that. So, or like a corporation. So yeah, I think that, I think that you might be onto something where, um, lame villains are seen where there's it all no depends personality on how the you, protagonist. You, you tie it together. I'd say the first saints row game, primary character in that game didn't have a voice. He didn't say anything. It was, you had to watch the story unfold. It was just, based you on, against the city. Well, it was all conversations between the supporting characters right. that unfolded that story. You know what I mean? So it just depends on how they tell the story. There's like five or six ways to do it, I think. Well, yeah, and, and Fable 3 falls under that with the whole, yeah. the darkness or the hell it was, the, the abyss or yeah. the black floaty shit. There was like no real villain. You were just some dude... <laughs> Yeah, and I would argue, in, like especially adventure games like Fable and Destiny and stuff like that, you really need a villain like moving you forward. Yeah. Well, they try to imply. I mean, I don't know how far along anybody is into Destiny, but there's I a, don't even know. There's it, a so. queen type character in it that oh. they try to kind of imply is at one point in the game is either kind of an ally or maybe not, or maybe you'll get on her good side to get to the real bad guy. Some of it's vague like that, you know. I mean, even the Gears games, you know, look at look at the Gears of War games. There's a series of small villains there that kind of, General and you Ram, can pick, yeah, but you can pick face. which ones you hate and which ones you think are interesting yeah. and which ones aren't. But realistically, they're all kind of stepping stones to. Yeah, they're just plot points. Yeah, they're all just plot points to get to the, yeah. the actual villain. So, I guess it just depends. You know, a bunch of these games have some of them have one villain, some of them have ten. Just yeah. depends on what you're playing. You know. Yeah. yeah. But I digress. So whatever. So do you guys like it better when there's like one villain to hate through the entire game or when you have like a whole set of like people to hate? 
I like it when I have one villain to hate, just okay. because then that one guy has probably done something so astronomically douchey that <laughs> you can focus all that the I hate. Can focus all my hatred on him. If I'm fighting like the Avengers of Evil. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of shirts to say. Fuck. See, but it depends. It depends on on. For me, I hate to be that guy that treats it so tenuously. Every game that you play, especially if you're talking about one guy versus five or six guys, I really enjoy Metal Gear because in most cases it's Snake versus Boss or Big Boss or and I mean there's other smaller villains around it, but mostly you struggle with the. The real clash between the primary, you know, characters in that game. A great example of a, a series where I loved all of the villains in it were the Legacy of Kane games. Primarily Soul Reaver. Soul Reaver, when you kind of go and you fight all your brothers, and then Kane, who is also—I can't believe I left him out of the villain list. That guy was a great villain. Yeah, I can believe that's a good him. example of a series that. From game to game, always had great fucking villains. Every villain was yeah. interesting. Every villain was cool. You wanted to meet him. You wanted to fight him. You wanted to experience the boss battle that came with him. So, I don't know. I It's purely based on the writing and the game itself to me, I think, based on whether I like one or the other. Okay. You know? I'll accept that. I definitely agree with John. I, I don't care. One, gazillion, whatever, doesn't matter. I, I, I like it when it's done right. No matter the number or... Way it's set up. Just tell me a good story. Yeah. That's all I need. Like, yep. involve yeah, me into it and, and let me hate whoever you throw in front of me, but write it so I can do that. Sure. Good. Yeah, I'll agree with that completely. I just want something to hate. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's really it is. You just want hatred. <laughs> I need something to put all of my hatred in. And now I have the Psycho Six dog song stuck in my head. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> So and now I understand why you won't watch My Little Pony. <laughs> I need something to, because then I'll end up hating the pony. That'd be amazing, Mike. No, like, there's there's nothing to hate in that show. Do you want to bet? Yes, no, no, no. Charlie. It'll come down to Mike. and be like, "Fuck that one. It's purple. Fuck that one. It's pink." <laughs> Don't get a horn. Yeah, you know what? Fuck all of them. They're ponies. I hate ponies. <laughs> yeah, that's not the same thing. <laughs> anyway, cool. Anything else, gentlemen? No. No, I think we've come down to. Write me a damn good game and make me hate whatever villain or villains you want. Just need a good narr- narrative, and everybody's hungry for one. There's not enough of it right now in games. There's a, yeah. a dry well of good storytelling out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everybody's focusing on, you know... Multiplayer. Online. Multiplayer. <laughs> Explosions and buildings collapsing and yeah yeah you know, I'm, I'm not even gonna do the cliche thing and hate on Activision or Call of Duty or you know Battlefield or any of the big big explosive games you know those games at one t- one point those games used to tell a pretty good story too at it's one not point. about that but that's the problem they don't anymore they don't have know? to just tell me a good fucking story that's all I want you know multiplayer okay. is awesome bonus icing on the cake you know cool agreed. Very cool. Well, that's what we think about the bad guys. Let's see what you guys thought. So, of course, the mailbag question this week was what your favorite villain is and why do you like him or her? Uh, Danny says, as a kid, when Psycho Mantis took a peek at my save files on my PS1 memory card and then talked about it with me, that will stay with me forever. Creepy and fun. Yeah, I... uh... Yeah, it was even more terrifying because the first time I ever played Metal Gear Solid was uh, Twin Snakes on GameCube, and so when Psycho Mantis was like, you like to play Super Mario Sunshine, I'm like, ah! (laughs) That was weird. Um, 
Taylor says, I have to go with Bowser. Even after 20 plus years, he's still coming up with fresh ideas to ruin your day. And when he's not working, he's an okay guy. Going karting, golfing, playing tennis, hanging out at the fun zone, and participating in amateur fighting matches. I think a good enemy villain needs to be hateable. Throughout their game, their antics should make you want to just smash their face into the dirt repeatedly. Like Gary Oak from Pokemon. I hate that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Gary was here. Ash is a loser. Yeah, I just want to kick Gary in the nuts. Just once. Well, uh... And then, and then walk away with that, like, catchphrase, how are your Pokeballs? <laughs> you, you got, I would watch a Pokemon anime starring Goat. Oh, so would I. <laughs> Not just because I know Goat, but, you know. Arbuck, go fuck shit up. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we've actually got a few more emails than we normally do um, because of uh, John here. Apparently, uh, apparently, Villains is quite the fan base that likes to email into random podcasts video game podcasts they're quite wonderful um so this one says hi i'm not giving their actual names because they all introduce themselves um so to most of the villains including fallon flynn i'm known as artifacts is that right do you know that's that's correct okay. i know exactly uh, who that is if they can remember me telling them my new villain minion name at wink, house of blues winky face she told me yeah <laughs> okay um there are many questions i would love to ask which are now zipping through my head like a mad person uh, but a question that has now really piqued my interest is this. If there w- was a V is for Villains video game, which would be awesome, by the way, which would, what would the main plot be? Would your fe- hey, Hang on, I'm not done. Would your fellow minions such as myself and a few others who a couple of us call ourselves the free minion tiers be able to create our own characters and help on the quest? Have you or Mr. A even thought about something like this? Let us know. Um, I, I jokingly kind of put out a few months ago some, uh, some characters that I created in RPG Maker that Uh-oh. were based on, you know, us and a couple of other things. And, uh, I think I got a few messages from people that were like, are you guys actually putting it out? I mean, realistically, I could. It's not a question of whether I would like to. It's mm-hmm. a question of time. I don't, I don't have the time to do it. Um, we've never, my brother and I have never discussed creating a video game for these characters. Mm-hmm. Look, I will, without any shame, say video games, uh, action figures, cartoons. <laughs> my brother's favorite is he wants to have the villains on a cereal box. Uh, there's not anything Villanos. I wouldn't do, and not not for the sake of making money. I mean, it's nice to make a dime. That's great. I'm, I'm Don't get me wrong. There's nothing that I wouldn't want to see any of these characters on just because they're fun characters and they're good characters and people seem to appreciate and enjoy them. Um, if I ever, and being such a big video game person, if I ever got the opportunity to put a game together for, for villains or work on it or help with it or what, I don't even care. I would absolutely be okay with that. As far as the plot line goes, you know, I don't know. I think that would, my guess is that would probably end up following, you know, whatever story we create comic book wise for the characters, which my brother's working on right now. Um, sort of when he has time, you know, uh, who knows? You know, I guess we'll see what happens. You know, I, I would love to do it. I, I won't say it'll never happen. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed. That's what I'll say. Well, you've got the gamer head green lights. No, just, just. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> so, that's essentially what they're telling me is they're going to fund the entire project, guys. It's on. It's green light. We're doing it. Oh, uh, what have I gotten us into? Well, that's okay. Coming soon. V is for villains. The video game by Technotronicorn Productions. I'm sorry. Why, what? <laughs> <laughs> Mobile Flash game on iOS. For 99 cents. No, no, no. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be all in-game, in, in-game app purchases. That'll be, that's what it is. Microtransactions, well, no, the whole thing. Masks? 
That is no, really I'm, I'm different very, venues. Hey, and let me be very clear. No flash on iOS. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thanks for killing the joke. <laughs> anyway, serious Charlie. <laughs> this email says, "Hey, Fallon, it's Twitch. Do you know Twitch? I do. Okay. I do Twitch. How you doing? Um, I was wondering if you have ever played League of Legends, and if not, if it interests you at all. Uh, I have played League of Legends. Um, Why? I haven't. I haven't played. Well, look. Here, here's the thing. I get a lot of people that ask me that about League of Legends or Dota. Why? Why would you play them? Look, I will try anything on any platform before I naysay or say good things about it. And to me, in the world of gaming, I know a lot of people prefer platforms or take a fanboy sort of stance on it. Man, I'm not going to talk shit about something until I try it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've played League of Legends. I don't have a terribly large interest in it. It's not because I think there's anything wrong with the game. I, I'm actually more put off by the competitive community mm-hmm. than I am the games themselves. The, I don't think there's anything wrong with the nature of the games. I think that the competitive it's community, the community it makes it very off-putting. It's like uh, people who complain that they don't play Magic the Gathering because the community puts them off and there's nothing wrong with the game. I like that game. Yeah. I just don't play in the professional or right. or, you know competitive communities because they're very off-putting i used to run events for that game really and they yeah it was very off-putting to be in charge of those things because there's a lot of negative people in it i like playing games for having fun i don't like video gaming for being competitive unless it's casual competition with friends or fighting games or you know a little like lan or something like that you know we need to have you on more often um (laughs) uh twitch has another question and my other question is what is your favorite video game character of all time are you prepared to answer this if I answer this question, it's going to create a paradox, and uh, black hole is going to open up and swallow all four of us. It's okay. I, I have I've got technology. To it's okay. I'm half Jesus. So oh, I mean, that just gave me a, that just gave me an, an in and a Metal Gear reference. Paradox. You ever see those jokes? The Colonel. Go back. Just type in Metal Gear Solid Paradox. I'll, I'll be sure to do that. Google it or YouTube it. Um, my favorite video game character of all time. Um, Jesus, that's a really hard question. I, the people occasionally, even on the musical front, will ask me, what's your favorite band or what's your favorite song? It's tricky. And those sort of questions make me feel like I'm going to die because <laughs> it makes my brain hurt. Like it's, it, Those are hard questions to answer. Um, it, I can, I'll just I'll state a couple of characters in gaming that influenced me okay. instead of saying they're my favorite because I love all of them so much I can't really pick a favorite. I'm that noncommittal. Well, yeah. Um, let's let's yeah. make it easy. I usually with that question, I get the same question Go a on. lot with the whole like music and whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I say what my favorite is right now because it's always changing. Favorite is right now. Look, pretty much anybody involved in character-wise in the Bioshock games, they're brilliant games. The characters are all very likable in most cases, or at least interesting. Um, the the the. I'm going to get so much shit for this, too. The triumvirate of Final Fantasy games, 6, 7, and 8. I love those games. They were very very influential on me as a kid. And 6 and 7 reshaped a lot of storytelling in gaming. Um, Chrono Trigger was huge. The Super Mario series, you know, I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not as big of a Nintendo fan as I used to be as a kid. But you can't knock the influence. There's just so much. There's so much. I don't even know how to answer that question without having and another two-hour conversation. I, 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 would, I, I would argue that um, the fact that people like everyone in this room has such a hard time with coming up like a single favorite video game character or something like that is like paramount to just how much we appreciate 
the, That's the entire craft and the entire industry, the entire history of video games. And, you know, going back to what you said and like music and stuff like that. So I would, I would, I would say that that's, you know, it's hard to answer that the, question. The, the fact that you, the fact that you have a difficulty answering the question is the correct answer. It's hard to answer it without wanting to not just talk about the characters or the games that inspire you, but the people who made them. That's the, oh, that's yeah. part of the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I could really, Wax intellectual on this for far longer than I probably should. I remember when I, I'm reminded of when I had to come up with my list of top, my top 10 favorite games of all time for the website I used to write for and stuff like that. It literally took me six months. I had like, I had it all written down on like a piece of paper and I've got like arrows going back and forth and titles You have to write an essay. You have to damn near write an essay to figure it out. I did eventually, but I still had to come up with that top 10. Um, So, uh, no, I, I feel you. So, um, uh, so, of course, Songbird writes in this week. Uh, she says, Dear Viking Jesus, Go, Technotronicorn, and Fallon Flynn. Mailbag answer, Sorry, guys, but you know I don't like picking favorites, so light of this being villain-themed, I'm going to break the rules and list some I like. Bowser, Rabbids. <laughs> <laughs> Do those count as villains? I'll, I'll allow it. Um, Gruntilda Winky Bunyan? That's the one from Banjo-Kazooie, right? Uh, that Maybe, one I don't probably. know. I'm, I'm... Well, sure, let's go. Um... Uh, John Marston, yes, he is technically a villain. Uh, King K. Rule, Cacletta, and Fawful. <laughs> I dig the John Marston answer. Um, I, that's kind of I kind of agree with that actually. And most recently, the Order of No Quarter. I'm not understanding that reference. Is that something? That's probably something from something that neither of us, have, none of us, have played. That one I don't know. Okay, sorry guys. Um, so at this point, I'm sure names like Glados or Sephiroth have been brought up as a great standout villains. But here's a dilemma: Why should we give so much praise to villains that we like? Ultimately, shouldn't the best villains be those that we universally despise? Take Edgar Ross for example. There's absolutely nothing to like about him. Nothing in all caps. Uh, even after bringing him to quote justice, I felt unsatisfying knowing that in the end I lost. She brings up a good point, but I can't think of any villain that I just absolutely hated because I know that they're not real. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I don't think I can think because they're not real. I don't know. I don't think I have anything for that either. Maybe I just can't hate things. That's a joke. I know I can hate things. Um, one of the things Cacletta does is taking over Bowser's body, thus becoming Boletta, which was one of the most terrifying things to see in an E-rated game ever. Essentially, turning Bowser female, complete with breastplates, if any gaming villain was to get a gender swap, which to you would be the most jarring? Um, probably Ganondorf. Because I'm trying to think of, like, the most, like, the absolute most, like, male or female villain. And I can't, I'm having trouble thinking of a lot of female villains. But I'm thinking, like, Ganondorf is probably, like, the most, like, manly villain I can think of. So seeing Ganondorf as a woman is just just terrifying to me. Um, I've seen his fashion accessories and his just outfits. He's not that manly. I'm going to go with Zangief. (laughs) Did you say Zangief? Yes, I did. Oh my god, man. That's horrifying. He's bad guy, but he's not bad guy. guy. (laughs) Good pull, man. Wow. Wow. That's hard, man. (laughs) The question was who would be the most jarring gender swap for villains? So so originally, before I finished answering the question, I was going to say Sephiroth, because I can imagine a female Sephiroth like that. I'm I'm sure I can find you about 50 cosplay examples right now. I I don't doubt that. Um, But no, so the most jarring, the most shocking, the most... Oh, 
Oh my god! Something that would just absolutely like, you know, completely throw you off. Goat, do you have one while? while uh, John yeah, thinking yeah, about? Harley Quinn. Wouldn't that just basically be Joker in red and black? No. <laughs> no, that would be a dude in a very tight suit <laughs> with probably way too much detail in certain areas. Oh, so Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> you just shattered Goat's world. Look at that. Yes, <laughs> but from Boys Town. <laughs> okay. Oh, so Deadpool now. <laughs> wow. The look. The wow. Jimmy Changas <laughs> just got a whole new meaning. <laughs> wow. Man, when I think about this question, I, I just fell into a rabbit hole, man. <laughs> like, I can't. Sonic like always gives us great questions. I'm sitting here going over this 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 like Rolodex of video game characters in my brain to see. Would be, you know what? I, I think it would be really bizarre, given her lineage as a game character, to see what a male Samus would look like. That would that's be stra- a, that would be strange a, to me. That's not a villain, though. Villain? Oh, there's just villains. Yeah. Oh. Um. I mean, you could do a male's mother brain. It'd just be two testicles in the jar. I don't think I can top that. I think there's no reason for me to go from there. Um, no, honestly, I think uh, if I had to pick... Uh, you know, Bowser would be a strange thing to see transposed because he's big, bulky, and yeah, very... Yeah, but she said I, that. Oh, really? God damn God it, John. God damn it, I'm on point. Yeah. You were doing um, so well. What happened? I don't know. I just brain fart. That's what happened. Um... You know, I, I don't you know. You know what would be really... I'm going to give you one, because uh, I can't, just came up with a second one. Hi Hachi from Tekken. Ooh. Get the, get <laughs> the hair. That would be <laughs> one, one ugly woman, man. Uh-huh. Actually, good. most of the Tekken cast, if you just transpose their That'd be one fucked genders. up geisha. <laughs> yeah. um, How would you get that up in the bun with the... The chopsticks. That, that hair seems like to be a force. Yeah, possibly so. Um... Jesus Christ, I'm floundering on this one. I, I, you would think I would have an answer for this easy. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. It might be it's just, just too many. Again, with the too many, too many people in the uh, the Rolodex. Too. Well, the problem is, is half of the characters I keep thinking of. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is a villain that would be interesting to see how they're trained. There's there's a representation in their games that are similar to them. Like, if I did say like it would be interesting to see a female big boss, such as Boss. You know what That's I mean? True. The opposite sides mm-hmm. of it. Oh, you know what? Here you go. I got a good vi- a video game villain that would that would be uh, bizarre to see transposed. Shao Kahn would be interesting to see as a girl. He's so big and angry and hateful. You know? be interesting to see how that turned yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. That, so the that, that, that's, a, that's a fantasy somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I feel there should be a snoo-snoo joke there. <laughs> but I'm not going to be the one to make it. Um, <laughs> Real quick, I got one more. Kerrigan. Oh, Starcraft. Yeah. yeah. That would be weird. I can cut. Well, no, because then it'd just be Predator. But. (laughs) (laughs) With wings. The question was shocking, right? I mean, like, her her attire is. would look just really, really weird on a dude. Yeah, but that kind of falls under, like. Yeah. (laughs) That falls under, like, GLaDOS. It'd just be (laughs) C3PO. That's disturbing. Wow. Accurate. Now, after this episode airs, there's going to be a ton of fan fiction about GLaDOS and C3PO. This was a triumph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
okay. Please shut up, Dark Two. Moving on about talking dirty about USB ports. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, what words of advice would game antagonists give each other? Oh, number one, don't fucking monologue. <laughs> Big Boss, looking at you. <laughs> Big Boss doesn't monologue a ton, but he 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 just kind of what? Like he he has solid snake syndrome, where he he talks in circles. <laughs> What are the terrorists hiding here? Oh, uh, weapon. Weapon. What kind of weapon? Uh, it's upstairs. Upstairs. What's up there? Uh, a weapon. Weapon. Who's got it here? <laughs> They're terrorists. Terrorists. What are they doing here? See what I mean? Yeah, Where's yeah. my sandwich? Always <laughs> a qu- Anything Where's Snake says, sandwich? there's always a question mark at the end of it. Yeah. Or two. With an exclamation point. <laughs> He's so surprised and confused all the time. Mm-hmm. Words of advice that game antagonists would give each other. What do you guys think? Shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'd like to say uh, World War II uh, was not a good idea. Two battlefronts, not going to (laughs) work. Wow, going uh, in real life. I just played Alien Hearts. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Um, fresh. Like it happened yesterday. None of your your minions are indispensable. Yeah. 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 Um... As a gaming baddie takes a shower or bath, what real-world songs do you think they'd most likely sing? That or songs they wouldn't want others knowing that they sing in their birthday suit. Oh, man, I got this. Oh, did go. Just, oh, just... I've got this. Holy uh, Diver. <laughs> uh, the original or the cover? <laughs> who would be singing Holy Take Diver? Take your pick, either one. Who would, who would be singing Holy Diver, though? What, Me. You are a villain, <laughs> so I mean, I'll, I'll allow it. it. Uh, it's on YouTube. Check it out. <laughs> Oh, man, I can't believe that made it on there. You're welcome. Uh, I, I like to see Gandorf singing uh, very or, uh, Bad Things by Wednesday 13. <laughs> what? Oh. Oh. Okay, I'll allow it. And then the song he doesn't want you to know he sings is probably Firework by Katy Perry. <laughs> Funnier because we don't know what Ganondorf's voice really sounds like aside from like well, it'd be grunts and laughs. laughs. It'd, be <laughs> so it'd, be, it'd be a higher grunting with a little maybe in it. It sounds like the uh, the minions from Despicable Me. That's what he sounds yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I just want a montage of villains singing "Happy" by Pharrell Williams. No, 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 no. Yes, no. all wearing the hat. Oh, the hat. <laughs> Come on, Bowser with the hat. Oh, just, 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 oh. I want GLaDOS singing other songs. <laughs> like, I know that's Wait, not shocking. Oh, or no, 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 no. Wait, hang on, hang on. GLaDOS showers? That seems kind of productive. In fan fiction somewhere she does. <laughs> Although I would love to hear her version of Final Countdown. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sure if we really tried, we could make that happen. I literally could make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> um... Wow. So, yeah. Just for your reference, GLaDOS may or may not have appeared on some previous episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. GLaDOS was kind enough to co-host our um, best of 2013 episode. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Which uh, we'll have to get her back for, you know, the next year's episode. So, hopefully. Or maybe we'll get someone else to hang out, but whatever. I've been trying to get all of Kratos, but that guy is just, I mean, he's up to... He just fucking kills everything. I mean, you know. He keeps going through agents. Like, nothing. (laughs) Plus, do we really want him in the studio? I mean, he'd probably leave gray footprints everywhere. Yeah. Gray and red footprints. At least have hardwood floors. 
Yeah. What? Someone took the joke too seriously. <laughs> I, have to, uh, I, I own this fucking place, man. I have to think about this stuff. He's like, you clean whoa, this shit up, motherfucker. Whoa, whoa, I love that. People, you own a bank payment book. <laughs> Way to kill the buzz, man. <laughs> it's like people are like, I own my car. You bought it yesterday. Did you pay for cash? No, I got payments. You don't own your car. You've got a payment book that you just love to hang on to. And they're like, but I'm like, no. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Cool. Well, uh, that's everything we've got for the mailbag. Um, that was a great mailbag. That was a great mailbag. It's like we have a... I already made that joke. Stumped um, the hell out of me. Yeah. Um, yeah thank you, uh, villain fans. I don't know what you... What do you call it? Do you, uh, usually on our... Yeah, we call them minions on our... Minions? On our okay, thank yeah. you, minions, Thanks, for, uh, for giving this villain a, a rough time like I asked. <laughs> thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Um... John, do you have anything uh, exciting going on that you want to plug here? Um, anything with Villains? Anything? Yeah, Villains has got a lot coming up, actually. Uh, we're going to be appearing at uh, Fear City, which is uh, a haunted house here in Chicagoland. Ooh. It's in uh, Skokie. Um, we're going to be appearing at Fear City. Uh, every Friday and Saturday, the band is going to be performing through October. Wow. Wow. Uh, nice. My brother, though, as Mr. Agitator, is going to be there d doing DJ sets. Uh, I, I'm almost positive it's Tuesday through the weekend. Like, he's going to be there every night hanging out and doing oh, DJ wow. sets. It's going to be really cool because it's not just a haunted house experience. You pay for the haunted house to get in, but for the price that you would normally pay for a show, you get to go through the haunted house. You get to come around when you're out of the haunted house, and we're going to be playing these kind of short sets where we're showcasing a lot of our music, and then we'll be spinning music between the sets. Um, and it's like this big open, you know, floor. They serve, you know, beer there. They've got drinks there and, you know, food and snacks and stuff like that. So you can just hang out. Like we did it as a, uh, kind of a test run. They did this event called a blackout event, um, a couple weeks back and everybody came in, paid to get in to the haunted house. They call it a blackout because you just go through with a flashlight. If the lights are off, wow! you just go through flashlight. They scare the hell out of you. And then when you get to the end of it where they're playing and you get to come and hang out with everybody. And we just we just hung out with everybody, had drinks with everybody, and just wow, partied with everybody. Really cool. It was very lax, very casual, but everybody had a great time. Sounds you know, fun. Um, we're doing that all through the month of October. Um, so you can come see us, um, you know, every weekend in October if you want to, which I recommend doing because every show is going to be kind of a fun, different experience. Um we're also booked at some conventions uh, through the end of the year. One of those coming up. Kind of an interesting thing we're, we're trying. Um, I'm going to be, on Halloween night, my brother is going to be here performing and putting the show on. And on the 31st of October, same time, I will be in Minneapolis at an, uh, a convention there called Metacon, mm -hmm. uh, which is a big pop culture uh, convention that they, they put a whole bunch of different awesome uh, geek and nerd culture things together. Um, I'll be performing as well with V is for Villains, but I'm going to be performing as my brother's character, Mr. Agitator, with a, uh, if you're, this is comic book terminology purely, but if you, uh, if you're a big DC fan, you know, when people say Earth 2, they're talking about like, uh, sort of a variation. It's basically going to be the, uh, the B Squad V is for Villains band or the Earth 2 V is for, for Villains band. I'm going to be performing as Mr. Agitator and we're going to have a bunch of new villains, some of which have performed with us currently. Uh, Lady Delirium is going to be performing live and, um, you know, we're working with a drummer from uh, another local act called Tanzan, which our other guitar player Ted plays in. Um, and it's going to be kind of an alternate lineup that we're doing this. Uh, we're just trying this, this awesome new thing that my brother's planning on launching in the coming years called Villains Inc. 
um, which, you know, there'll be plenty more information about that coming up. Um, we're doing that. A couple more conventions here toward the end of the year. We're also going to be in February. We're going to be at Shock Pop Comic Con in, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And that's going to be a huge convention. It's, it's you know, look it up online. You know, it's going to be great. You know, we're looking forward to that. And then uh, October 2015, uh, there's going to be a new record out. My brother's in the studio right now working on uh, a bunch of tracks, one of which I submitted to you guys. It's a title track from the record. It's called Murder in the Art. And that's going to be out. Uh, he's shooting for uh, Halloween Day 2015. If you guys want to hear that track, uh, Murder in the Art, from the new record that's coming out next year, it'll be uh, featured here at the end of the podcast. So go ahead and give it a listen. Very cool. Very cool. Anything else? No, that was it. I had a great time being out with you guys. Thanks for having me out. Well, Thank we're you. not done yet. We still have all, all these other stuff to go through. Great. Uh, <laughs> go, Needle's got, Needles got a show coming up. Yeah, October 3rd, we're at Take 20, uh, Rockford, Illinois, uh, opening for American Head Charge. Good times had to be, have to be by all, I, whatever, good times. <laughs> um, should be fun. I mean, it's day 20, pretty much home, home away from home now. Cool. So come out and have a little fun. Very cool. Charlie, what is your beer of the week? Um, so uh, it's getting into uh, cold weather, fall season, and uh, it's uh, definitely Oktoberfest season, which uh, is definitely uh, some of, some of my favorites time of the year. It's uh, what, 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 it's, what? It's, it's getting into the cold season, which means it's Oktoberfest. I'm just imagining this whole like home shopping network thing, but with Charlie talking about beer. Can that please happen? Which will be a thing now that I've mentioned it. I just seen a whole bunch of like um, like little people. Dressed in uh, Lederhosen and dancing <laughs> across the stage as you're like, it's Oktoberfest. I want all this to happen. Everything you guys have just said. Um, we'll, we'll work on it. <laughs> um, so, um, Half Acre, which is a very good brewery out of Chicago, um, they are, they, pre- up until the brew I'm going to mention, they've only done um, 16 ounce cans. Um, one of their most famous, one of their more popular ones is called Daisy Cutter. Um, but uh, their first bottle that they put out, it's a 22 ounce bomber. Um, it's called uh, Lager Town. Is there is there it's their Oktoberfest uh, slash Marzen brew? It's a you know it's a German you know pretty much a classic German uh, you know uh, Oktoberfest style lager, and it's uh, it's very good. I had it last night, and um, it's uh, relatively inexpensive as far as um, this kind of thing goes. And so yeah, it's quite good. Uh, if you if you see it, if you like Oktoberfest, you know that kind of like. You know, I mean, yeah, if you drink beer, you know what I'm talking about. When I talk about Oktoberfest beers. They, they definitely have that kind of multi, you know, mm-hmm. flavor profile. So, yeah, check it out. It's good stuff. Very cool. Um, as always, you can support my music on patreon.com slash vikingjesus. Um, I've got a few songs in the works, a couple of which I'm really excited about because I'm going to have, I've reached out to some professional artist friends I have, um, and they're going to be providing album art for a couple projects I'm going to be working on between now and the, rent, the end of the year. Um, also, just announced this week, uh, I'll be returning to the stage at Video Games Live. These are a ways away, but I thought I'd mention them now. Um, I won't mention them again until they get closer. Um, I'll be at the Video Games Live show at... Uh, Lorraine, Ohio at the end of January and again in Muncie, Indiana at the end of March. Um, I'll also be at MAGFest this year, which is uh, at the end, kind of the third week in January. Whether I'm performing or whether I'm just there has yet to be determined yet. They haven't told any of the acts whether they'll be there or not. So, uh, But I'll be there. So hang out. Come find me. Ask if my beard is real. Um, so yeah, that's everything. Um, cool. So and with that, if you like what you hear, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Gamerhead Radio. Follow us on Twitter, at Gamerhead Radio. I'm at Viking Games Live. He's at Sir Goatsworth. He's at T-E-K Charlie. He's at the... V is for villains.com. 
To follow the band for me, it's uh, at Fallon Flynn V, the number four and V. Or you can just find us at VS for Villains on Facebook, um, VSForVillains.com. There's a number of places. Anywhere that we're at social media, you can find us. If we're not, let us know and we'll be there. I'm really glad you did that instead of me. Um, <laughs> we're on Google+, Plus, we're on Stitcher Radio, we're on iTunes, we're on our own fucking website, GamerHeadRadio.com. We're on Google Play with the official GamerHead Radio Android app. It's free. Please download it. Give us five stars. Plus one is upvote us. Uh, don't. I almost said downvote. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> whatever it is, on whatever avenue it is you listen to us on, please uh, give us good ratings. We'd really appreciate it. Um, if you'd like to email us for any reason, get a hold of us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com. You can call us on the official GamerHead Radio hotline at 94926-GAMER. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I say it so quickly every week that every so often I have to make sure I say the right number. Um, and, of course, you can get a hold of us on any of the other social media accounts that I've mentioned prior. Um, and, of course, if you want your sponsorship to be right here or in a few seconds or wherever in this podcast, uh, get a hold of goat at GamerHeadRadio.com. Um and we'll get you set up with whatever it is message you want sent to the thousands of gamers that make up our community. This episode of Gamerhead Radio is brought to you by Air Jordans. Look out for the Gamerhead Radio edition of Jordans coming to a shoe store nowhere. This has been Gamerhead Radio.